This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday. It's May 19th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, President Biden took urgent action on Wednesday to address the nationwide baby formula shortage, invoking the Defense Production Act to increase production and creating Operation Fly Formula to deploy Defense Department planes and speed formula shipments into the United States from overseas. The move is President Biden's first major initiative to respond to a crisis that has shown fear and frustration among parents across the country and prompted Republicans and Democrats alike to demand action. We're on, like, lookout for baby formula. My brother has twins, and so she sent us what they eat and, you know, any variation of it. And was like, look, if you're at any store, just check. If you see it, get it, and, you know. Yeah, there's we'll, a big we'll cooperative, right, isn't there? Yeah. There's yeah. a bunch of, uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, mothers online and trading information and so on and so forth. Yeah. yeah I, the one thing I saw was that if you go to Amazon, and I did this, you switch your country to Canada, uh, oh, it'll ship from Canada? Yeah, I don't ah. know if it's shipping from Canada or yeah, if you're just issue. a... I'm sorry? That might be the issue. Right. Yeah, yeah. Especially when people flood that um, that deal. But you'd think it'd be kind that, of easy, right? Well, that's what I had heard. And then so I did that. I went on to my Amazon and I, was, yeah. and I, and I checked. But I, 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 what I didn't do is I didn't check Amazon from America to see what the uh, baby formula situation was from, uh, you know, from a regular Amazon. Right, account. right. It's amazing, though. That I mean, there is not one thing on the shelf there like i can't believe that there's nothing well, i didn't realize also there's all these levels of specificity with um requirements nutritional requirements like it's not just like one standard powder well, and some of there's them, like nine variations like of like with the twins some of them um were making them you know not feel great so right, it was like right. they finally found one that was working yeah. for the babies and there's like personal preference involved like yeah. sometimes babies like a certain one and they don't like another one Nick, can you just use flour just baking flour you can and mix that up yeah i don't but know if it's, it's effective or not yeah, but sure yeah. give that it a lo- shot it looks uh-huh. similar all our kids we used emphamil i remember yeah. that that was yeah, our, that was our okay. go-to brand and they all is that the number one yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Really and then sure. there was one that was taken off of the shelves. There was a recall. Like, it's like all of these things. Yeah. Uh, so Biden's decision came as the formula shortage was threatening to become a political as well as a public health disaster for the administration. The White House announced its plan only hours before the House took action on its own, approving an emergency infusion of $28 million for the Food and Drug Administration and a bill to loosen restrictions on what kind of formula can be purchased through the federal food and aid program for women and babies. Under the plan, the White House put forward on Wednesday evening government agencies could apply to use commercial aircraft owned by the Defense Department to pick up infant formula from overseas and fly it into the United States, getting it onto shelves more quickly. On Monday, the FDA announced that it would streamline approvals so that more overseas companies could make such shipments. The Defense Department will also use its contracts with commercial air cargo lines to transport formula products from abroad, abroad bypassing regular air freight routes to speed up importation and distribution, as the administration did with medical material during the early months of the coronavirus coronavirus pandemic, the administration officials said. A Delaware County bus driver is under investigation for allegedly taking inappropriate photos of female students with his cell phone. Oh, God. A, yeah, a student at St. Mary Magdalene School alerted police oh. of the improper conduct on May 17th. That's where my nephew goes. Oh, really? Mm. Uh, so police say the bus driver from Marble Newtown School District allegedly took upskirt photos of several young female students. The driver, who has not been identified, is no longer an employee at the school. The Marple Newtown School District released the, a statement 
statement addressing the investigation, and it read in part, this communication is to inform you that this morning the district learned that an individual who was assigned to drive bus 302 is under criminal investigation by the Upper Providence Police Department regarding allegations of improper conduct while acting as a uh, district bus driver. Not that I want to give a clinic on how to do this, but do we know how how, uh, how he was doing, how he was doing it? it? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. There was no other um, details than, than what's here, at least that I, I read. They were in the, uh, there was a, uh, I forget what news channel I was watching, but they showed sort of a collection of security cameras of these guys doing this in like the most brazen way possible, like ho- literally holding. taking a phone and holding it behind someone's skirt, a woman's skirt. At a certain point, they're going to let this you know, people know who this person is. I mean, this is, not only is this my nephew's school, but it's also my school district. And so my all of my children ride on this uh, mm. particular line of school buses. Uh, so although the allegations do not currently involve physical contact, they do include upskirt-style photos taken on the driver's personal phone. If you learn of any information that uh, you believe may be relevant to this criminal investigation, you're being asked to contact Detective Sergeant George Moore at the Upper Providence Police Department. A Massachusetts resident tested positive for monkeypox, health officials confirmed Wednesday, making it the first case of the rare virus detected in the United States this year. According to a release from the Massachusetts Department of Public Health, a patient, uh, the patient is an adult male who recently traveled to Canada. The department completed initial testing Tuesday and was confirmed by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. All right, this is really stupid, but anytime that I hear the word monkeypox, I think of the song Red Red Wine from UB40. Okay. Because there's the middle part where the guy is kind of rapping. Okay? Yes. Yeah. And he goes, uh, red, red, when you make me feel so fine, you keep me rocking all of the time. There's a part where he says something and it sounds like- that sounds like monkeypox. <laughs> I don't know what he's saying, but I have always in my mind I gotta hear it, made yeah. it monkeypox. Yeah. Yeah. Kathy, yeah. not unlike... What was the Madonna thing? Gingivitis. Not Ginger Rogers. Gingivitis. Dance on air. Dance on air. I hear okay. monkey pie. You know what I hear? What? Monkey bread. Monkey, monkey bread. I thought you were going to say monkey bread. Because I love monkey bread. And I'm like, I would like to get monkey bread. The bottom of the second. Monkey pack. Where is it? Monkey pack on the sweet... Monkey pack him Riza upon the sweet depth line. So that must be some kind of a Jamaican thing. Right, yeah. right, right. Uh, so at least monkey is in there. Right. Yes. But it's monkey pack. I hear monkey pox. So it's not too far. All right. I thought it was going to be something way different than that. You've just given the news channel something to play under the story. Yeah. And it's a delightful yeah. song. <laughs> the Writ- written by uh, Neil Diamond, by the way. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah. He wrote, he wrote Red Red Wine. Yep. So this case in the United States, uh, they say, poses no risk to the public, and the individual is hospitalized and in good condition. Uh, they said that they're working closely with the CDC, relevant local boards of health, and the mm-hmm. patient's health care providers to identify individuals who may have been in contact with the patient while he was infectious. It comes after four more cases of monkeypox were identified in the U.K., recently bringing the nationwide total to nine since the beginning of May. Monkeypox is a rare disease caused by a monkeypox monkey virus. Uh, the first case among humans was recorded in the Dominican Republic of uh, in 1970, and the uh, illness has since spread to several other nations, mostly in Central and Western Africa. I, I'm going to predict this now, that the person that is going to come up with the actual antidote for monkeypox... Right will be the guy that owns the monkey that rides the dog. Oh, yes. I think that his <laughs> his so dream and a dream of mine. Yep. His dream and his goal, he didn't even know it, was to cure. <laughs> I got the list right here. Number one, own a monkey. Yeah. Number two, 
cure monkeypox. Yeah, I think I think it's going to happen. I think it he's can transmit from animals to humans when an infected animal, such as a rodent or a primate, bites or scratches a person. All right, and of course, Marissa has the audio okay. of okay. red red wine here isolated. Thank you, Marissa. Here we go. Red red wine, I hear monkeypox, yep. but you know, that's... I hear a singular pox, but I think you're right yeah, on I, it. I, I yeah. think it was monkey pox. Monkey pox. Monkey pox. Monkey pox. Monkey pox. Yeah. Pox. Yeah. Oh my goodness. The most common symptoms are fever, headache, fatigue, and muscle aches. Very few cases of monkey pox have been identified among Americans. We got to come up with some songs for dengue fever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, in sports this morning. The Phillies beat the San Diego yeah. Padres 3-0 last night at the ballpark. Reese Hoskins hit a solo home run, and Zach Wheeler pitched seven innings of shutout baseball to lead the Phils to the win. The series continues this afternoon, and Kyle Gibson will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 105. In the NBA playoff, the NBA Western Conference Finals, Steph Curry had 21 points and a game-high 12 rebounds as the Golden State Warriors beat the Dallas Mavericks 112-87. to The series continues in California tomorrow night, and tip-off is at 9 o'clock. The Eastern Conference Finals continue tonight in Miami, and the Heat lead that series over the Boston Celtics, one nothing. Tip off is set for eight thirty in the NHL playoffs. The Hurricanes beat the New York Rangers, winning two one in overtime in last night's game one in Carolina. The puck will drop for game two tomorrow night at eight o'clock in a wild game in the Western Conference. The Flames beat the Edmonton Oilers nine to six last Whoa. night in Calgary. It was the highest scoring postseason game since Los Angeles beat Calgary nine six in the nineteen ninety three playoffs. Wow. Game two is tomorrow night, and the Eagles agreed to a one year contract with cornerback James. Bradbury. The deal will pay him $7.5 million and has a total possible value of $10 million. In a cost-cutting move, Bradbury was released by the New York Giants on May 9th. He's expected to start opposite Darius Slay, creating what should be an excellent cornerback trio of Bradbury, Slay, and slot corner Avante Maddox. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We have a few things on tap for today. Number one, we're going to do a uh, a prize blowout. I I know that we are sitting on a whole bunch of things and we're leading into uh, several guests on the program tomorrow and getting prepped for the MMR So if we're going to get rid of some prizes, we're going to have to do that today. So we will have your opportunity to win some goodies. So make sure that you are listening with us. And also, we have an announcement to make concerning oh, oh our yes. coolest teacher. Uh, of- God damn it. God. It should be the thing now. It, it should just be the, the default button. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> Our coolest teacher of the year. Thank you. I couldn't finish speaking no. until I got my drum roll. <laughs> we had chosen uh, Pittman High School randomly, by the way. We draw these each day, and uh, we asked the students to text in, let us know who they thought made a difference in their lives and should be awarded uh, the honor of the coolest teacher of the year. Pittman High School students spoke, and we have heard that the teacher of the year is... Miss Sarah Mickle. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Sarah Pickle is the music teacher at Pittman High School. Oh, wow. There you which go. is pretty awesome. And I'm not sure if it's Miss or Misses, so we will find out from her. Hopefully this morning she'll give us a call. But she teaches concert choir, select ensemble, pop music and culture, and drama as well. So she's deeply rooted in the arts. And after school directs the contemporary a cappella group called the Grand Paws, the Chime Club, and it is advisor for the Tri-M Music Honor Society. So we had a dance teacher and a music teacher. Yeah, so we're deep into the arts. Yes. Yeah, and Kathy, uh, she went to Westchester University. Oh, yep. I wonder if she knows where Alaska is. <laughs> also, uh, Boston University College of Fine Arts and uh, attended Pittman High Schools yeah, as, as well. So yet another, and we see that quite a bit That's around great. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, people who attended these high schools uh, end up becoming teachers, uh, which is really cool. So, uh, awesome. Congratulations uh, to Sarah Mickle, music teacher at Pittman High School. We're going to set you up as a token uh, from the students, a President Steve Cole's Teacher of the Year coffee mug, so we're happy to do that. Uh, and maybe we'll hear, if you, if you know Ms. Mickle, make sure you let her know to give us a call this morning. We'd like to find out a little bit about her and her time at Pittman High School. All right, that means we get to choose another one. Kathy Romano. I am. Now, are these, are we only choosing New Jersey schools? No. Or no? No, Unionville is oh. not in New Jersey. Yeah, that we had Unionville uh, and Kennett Square. Oh, all right. Okay, uh, okay, okay. Before. All right, reach all right. in, Kathy. Get us a school. Oh, jeez. It's like a whole pack. Hold on. 50 schools at once. (laughs) All right. I got one. I got one. I got one. All right. Who's it going to be? It is Sterling High School in Somerdale, New Jersey. Sterling High School. I used to have a Sterling High School t-shirt. Summerdale, New Jersey. All right, we're going to we're going to put you up there. I uh if you guys remember, we had a teacher come by our studios in media from Sterling High School and and we had a whole bunch of Sterling High School t-shirts. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. No. Uh, no. But, uh but that was a while back. It was so. a while back, yeah. All right, so Sterling High School, it is up to you to let us know. Do you think the coolest teacher of the past year has been? Text word teacher to 39333. We will send you the voting link. So that's Sterling High School. And you have 24 hours to let us know. So make sure you get the word out. Let the school know about it. Want as many people in the student body to vote if they can. And we will award that teacher tomorrow morning when we have the votes in. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. I got a stack of reports from the world of celebrities, Duchelle, and stuff to give away along with the stupid questions. Stay put. We'll be back in a moment. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, uh, reminder, uh, Sarah Mickle from Pittman High School is our new coolest teacher. She's a music teacher there. Hopefully we'll hear from her at some point this morning. And then we have chosen, randomly, another school to vote. And it is Sterling High School in Somerdale, New Jersey. So it's your turn, Sterling High School. Make sure you text the word teacher to 39333. We'll send you the voting link. Give you 24 hours to vote, and we'll see who wins it tomorrow. In the meantime, we're going to give away, as the Stupid Question prize, tickets to see Paulie Shore. He's going to be at um, Punchline this weekend, and he will. we're giving away tickets to the Saturday 
9.45 p.m. show. We're going to go with a famous quote. Who famously said, when in doubt, tell the truth. Mm. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know what famous person uh, had stated that. Who famously said, when in doubt, tell the truth. 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call right now. While we are awaiting your answer, we have a couple of musical birthdays. We'll get to those in a moment. I'll give Casey a chance to yes. <laughs> pull the music up. Uh, we'll go from the bottom up here that I have on my list. We'll start with JoJo Siwa. Yeah. Uh, the social media star. Uh, she is 19 years old. Multimillionaire. Yes. Makes uh, millions of dollars. Millions and millions and millions of followers. Yeah. Uh, she was... Her star rose even further on Dancing with the Stars. Yes. For the same-sex, first same-sex couple dancing on that show. That is correct. And she got her start on, was it Dance Moms or I don't yeah, know? She was, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those Which two. I didn't know. I, she just popped up out of nowhere, not on my radar. But, um, yeah, came from that show, got on social media, started to become a hit, and that is now the job. Yeah. <laughs> that is the gig. Gratingly upbeat, and yes. then after a while, I saw her interviewed a few times. I'm like, you know what? Okay, yeah. I get it. So 19 years old today. Happy birthday, JoJo. We also have Michael Che from Saturday Night Live. Uh, he turns 39 years old today. Rumors that he might be looking to yeah. exit the series. Oh, yeah. I saw that yeah. as well, Steve. And then I saw that maybe he denied that, and so that those rumors were premature. I don't know where that stands. Do you, have you seen you, any you updates? You never know where this okay. is. Yeah, right. but I mean, it, it was making the uh, the rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, is he with anybody famous? It seems to be the thing now. If you're like on... Uh... Saturday Night Live, you get a famous uh, spouse. Right, no. Okay. Uh, he's, he's he's dodged that. He's 39 today. Uh, David Hartman, you remember him, Steve? Oh, my God, from Good Morning America. Yeah, talk show host. Preston, uh, I, I hated David Hartman for no other reason that when I was getting up to go to school, Good Morning America was on and he was on my TV. I'm like, you rat bastard. You were making me go to school. Yep, so he's 87 years old today. Wow. Uh, Grace Jones, oh. uh, the model, actress, and singer. Former squeeze of Dolph Lundgren. That is correct. Yeah, 74 years old today. She is a uh, striking woman. Uh, yeah, she was, uh, she was a Bond villain. If yeah, you remember. View to a Kill. What was her name? It was one word, and Volva. I can't remember it. It wasn't Volva. <laughs> what was Jesus. It wasn't Afterbirth. It was like Pogo or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick, can you look that up? Yeah. Because that's going to drive me crazy. I know Pogo's not even close. Mayday? But it, Mayday. Mayday. There you go. Mayday. Mayday. Two syllables. Yep. Uh, so she is 74 years old today. Uh, we also have a drummer, Phil Rudd of ACDC, turned 68 years old today, and he was the guy who I think rejoined the band. And uh, was there was there a, a, like a blackmail accusation? Oh, or that or was Hitman? it. There was Hitman. yeah, there was some kind of nefarious thing that was happening. He was cleared of it though, I guess. Yeah, I think so. But it, for a bit there, it was a it was a big story, and he turns uh, sixty eight years old today. All right, we'll save the biggest birthday for last. It is Pete Townsend's birthday oh. today. Uh, Pete Townsend turns 77 years old today, and obviously he was the big driving force of music behind The Who. He's the guy that wrote the song. And uh, I I always love bands, and there's only a few of them, uh, where you have two people that can sing lead, can take the front man role. I agree. Uh, And while uh, Roger Daltrey, one of the most dynamic front men of all time, uh, Pete could hold his own and had his own persona as well. Just, I mean, two really big front guys in that band. 
I um, love, I can watch the footage of them playing Woodstock. Oh, man. Uh, just amazing, oh. amazing. Yeah. Uh, there's that, the, the knee slide that he does. Mm. Yep. Uh, it's just awesome. They're in town tomorrow the night. Mills, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah that's right. Wells Fargo Center tomorrow night with the uh, full backing orchestra. And I saw that show uh, two or three summers ago. They did it at the ballpark. And, man, was it a great show. Pete still sounds fantastic. Roger still sounds fantastic. And the, the orchestra behind them is a really nice twist on on hearing the Who songs you know and love. You know what's crazy is I saw them uh, at Madison Square Gardens and I was like, wow, they're they're starting to get up there in, in age. That was 20 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That was 20 Here we years are ago. now. Oh my God. Yeah. And still going at it, man. I love it. There is an an acoustic, slower version of this song that is sensational. It is Pete Townsend. Okay. They've used it a couple times on the Goldbergs. Uh, and, it, and it's just amazing. Yeah. But you, you I have a version of it. Yeah. Yeah, I love it's it. I love so this. Yeah, it's good. so good. I love that this song, in particular, which is just a Pete Townsend song. It's not yeah. a Who song. Uh, has stood the test of time. Because when it came out, I'm like, wow, that's a really pretty cool song. I never thought it would have the lasting power it that does. it has. It pops up in movies like crazy. Yeah, if you ever get a chance to listen to that slower version, you'll fall in love with it. It'll, it'll end up on your, your mix. The most recent version was... Um, Adam Project, where it pops up as like you know his dad's yeah. favorite song, yeah. and it plays a big yeah. part in the movie. So it's just a, a beautiful song. So happy birthday, Pete Townsend, the great Pete Townsend, seventy-seven years old today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question: Who famously said, "When in doubt, tell the truth"? Two one five two six three WMMR. We will go to Nancy to see if we can get an answer. Hi there, Nancy. Good morning. All right, Nancy. Who famously said, "When in doubt, tell the truth"? Mark Twain. Mr. Mark Twain. You got it. I want you to hang on, Nance. We're going to give you tickets to go see The Weasel, Holly Shore, <laughs> this Saturday, 945 Punchline. And tickets are on sale now at punchlinephilly.com for each of Polly's shows this weekend. All right, so the lead story has been and will be for a little while. Uh, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, uh, her sister, Took the stand. Sister. 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 <laughs> took the stand yesterday and revealed that Johnny Depp struck her the sister during an argument with the actress. Yes, Kathy, the what sister. The sister. Uh, Whitney Enriquez is her name. She testified that in March of 2015, the Pirates of the Caribbean actor hit her in the back. She told jurors, I'm standing at the top of the stairs with my back to the stairs. <laughs> and that's when Johnny runs up the stairs. He comes up behind me and strikes me in the back. And I hear Amber shout, don't hit my effing sister. Sister. Uh, Heard allegedly smacked Depp in retaliation. And Enriquez claimed that uh, he then grabbed Amber by the hair with one hand and was whacking her repeatedly in the face with the other. Uh, but Depp has already denied hitting Amber in prior testimony. So this is this is all where it comes down to what do you believe in the jury? So they listed yesterday, I think it was the Daily Mail or one of the other tabloid papers, uh, incongruities in uh, both their testimonies. So uh, it's up for grabs. F- figure out who you believe and just go with that. Yep, that's kind of what you're going to yep. have to do on this one. So anyhow, that's the latest in that. Uh, according to, well, uh, why does Tom Cruise risk his life to get to the other side? To do his own stunts in Top Gun Maverick. According oh. to Variety, the actor told a master class at Cannes Film Festival, no one asked Gene Kelly, why do you dance? Mm. 
Well, that was his answer to that. Uh, kind of a stupid answer. Uh, the 59-year-old actor said that he is always... Dude, and by the way, I guarantee you somebody at some point asked Gene Kelly why he danced. Like, yeah, of course. Of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What do you do? The 59-year-old actor said... <laughs> what, 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 what did you find attractive about dance? It's basically the same question. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, he's right. always had a fascination with risk and added... I always thought there's something that I can do, and I wanted to push the art form. I thought, how can I immerse an audience into a movie with this kind of action, and how can I entertain them? What can I do? It has become his thing. He it must, has. I mean, and he is damn good at it. Yes. He learned to fly a helicopter. I think he can, at least on a basic level, pilot a fighter jet, Preston. Yeah. He took lessons for that. Sure. Um, so the guy goes all in. And again, this new Top Gun Maverick is getting rave reviews. Mm-hmm. Best stunt I ever saw, though, was him on the side of that plane. That's unbelievable. Hanging right. on the side of that plane yeah. and that static shot of it taking off without deviating. It's yeah. like, okay. And he did but, it multiple times. But now they can fake that seamlessly if you really need to oh, do absolutely, that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. They can fake it and you'll never know the difference. But he chooses not to. I mean, yeah. like... And- but so you like that one more than the uh, the Dubai, Dubai. Uh, skyscraper Mission Impossible stunt where he's on the outside of the the tallest building in the world and he's like he literally outside of that skyscraper that that's one of the Mission Impossible movies that yes goes I, protocol I, yeah. I, I I do find I I like the plane one better because there's movement involved yeah, in it, you know what I mean I because you. and the wind resistance and the yeah. wind and all that mm-hmm. stuff okay uh, height I I know that there you know clearly I know that he's got yeah. safety measures on right. him everywhere but I mean. I don't know, something about that plane taking off. Or the halo jump. I don't remember that. He did a halo jump for the... Uh, I haven't yeah. watched all those yeah, movies, yeah, yeah. to be honest. But, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty incredible stuff that he does do that. Cruz also made it clear to the audience uh, that he is a movie star and that releasing Maverick and Mission Impossible 7 on Paramount Plus during the coronavirus pandemic was, quote, never going to happen. He said, I love my audience. I make movies for audiences. I make movies for the big screen. Kelly McGillis is not in Maverick. Um, no, no. She, she has she has a cameo as one of the Jets. No, okay. <laughs> terrible. Uh, Jennifer Lopez was devastated after she failed to get an Oscar nomination for the film Hustlers. Uh, there new, was talk. A new trailer for the Netflix documentary series Halftime shows the actress. Sobbing in oh bed oh, after being overlooked by the academy. Oh, come down. Yeah, it's a little too much. <laughs> I, I know. Come on. I yeah. know. You didn't get an Oscar. Mm-hmm. I didn't get everything in the world. Yeah, every absolutely everything. Yeah. In you the can't world. be devastated if you're not honored by. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you didn't pretend harder than the other person. It, well, no, but no, but I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, like, I know. I know. It's, it, like, it's an award that you are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be devastated that you didn't get an award. You did a nice job acting. I'm, yeah. I'm guessing she got a paycheck for. Yeah, of course she, did. she got. She got very positive reviews. She did. Yeah. Uh, you know, Citizen Kane. Orson Welles didn't win an Oscar for Citizen Kane, and it's oh, considered possibly the greatest, greatest movie, movie ever made. Yeah. Wait, yeah. and what showed her sobbing in bed? Uh, so it's a documentary series. So. The Sobbers, it's called. <laughs> oh, wait, so she's being filmed, looking at her phone yeah. in bed. Yeah. And so she's acting while looking at the... I know. Oh, man, phone. I wish this story didn't exist. Well, can we find out... Who, who is she up against? Hustlers, what year did that come out? Uh, that's a good question. Three or four years ago. All right. Yeah, take a look uh, if you can, Nick. So in a voiceover, she said that... Uh, in a voiceover, she can be heard saying, it was hard... I just had very low self-esteem. I had to really figure out who I was and believe in that and not believe in anything ah! else. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so she was up against her bed. Yeah. The phone, that's, like, <laughs> that's like us being devastated that we didn't, uh, like we didn't get, get into the, the, Hall of Fame the, the Hall of Fame. Like the years prior to, that would be like you guys sitting in the office yeah. crying that you didn't get in. No, yes. you, what? You have to wait for your time to be honored. You, you can't force it. We, we reconciled everything this way. We have jobs we love. We <laughs> love what we do. We already have won. That's, that's, this is just icing. Mind you, it was still wonderful. And we, we, yeah, but that's what I mean. It it's was like, so low on our radar. You know, you shouldn't expect it. Getting I guess that's a job, having a job that you can go to means much more than that. But, but in this realm, in her realm, I can understand the heightened emotion, but you've got every, you've, you've literally yeah. got everything. Yep. Uh, by the way, she was up against uh, Lady Gaga, A Star is Born. That was the same year. Another great yeah. one. That was a brilliant performance. Yeah. Uh, Olivia Coleman, ah! and she already has an Oscar. Uh, Glenn Close. Ah! Uh, Melissa McCarthy for ah! Can You Ever Forgive Me? And uh, Elizia uh, Aparocchio uh, for Roma. Roma. Ah! She's not taking it well. She wasn't happy. <laughs> she nominated or no? I mean, she, no, she was nominated. not. She didn't get nominated. No, no, that's she was, she was that's why she about. was freaking out. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Mindy Kaling is the new Velma, and she doesn't care what you think about it. Okay. Uh, the mini project actress stars in the new animated Scooby Doo spinoff Velma on HBO Max, and told a crowd at the Warner Brothers Discovery upfront presentation that if a dog can solve crimes, Velma can be brown. I don't. Give a f- uh, I think this is going to be good. I think she's a big Scooby-Doo fan, so this should be fun. Deadline reports that she told the audience, hopefully you notice, noticed my Velma is South Asian. If people freak out about that, I don't care. Uh, after the animated show was announced in 2021, Twitter blew up with openly racist complaints about the project, with some pointing out how making Velma into a uh, studious Asian nerd Plays into stereotypes as well, so everybody's got... Everyone's got something to say. I will tell you this, and I did not know this, that in the world of cosplay, Velma is one of the most popular costumes, like in the top five. I can see that. Jinkies. Jinkies. uh, Yeah, she's uh, always had a uh, a nerdy, cute uh, thing about her, you know? Uh, Minka Kelly and Trevor Noah have split. A source tells people that... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> J-Lo just can't get over it. <laughs> so once you start down that rabbit hole of crying... Uh, uh, so a source said uh, they've been broken up for a while. They uh, got two years with her. Right? Another insider says the Friday Night Lights alum has the best attitude and adds she is very happy. She'd rather be single than waste her time with the wrong guy. Oh. That makes sense. Snap. Colton Haynes is opening up in a new memoir about his overdose and suicide attempt, recovering from alcoholism, addiction, and in eating disorder, and overcoming childhood sexual abuse. Wow. Of uh, the 33-year-old Arrow and Teen Wolf actor told people, I know today I'm only as sick as my secrets. Uh, and he says of the publication of Miss Memory Lane... I needed to rid myself of the things that I've held on to for so long. He was really good on Arrow. His yeah. character left the show. I guess he was going through some stuff. But, um, yeah. Was, it, was he a villain? No, was he, he, was, he was a good guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I didn't complete Arrow. I saw parts of it. Last weekend, as Selena Gomez was hosting Saturday Night Live, she nailed her impression of Miley Cyrus. Yes. She did. Oh. During her opening monologue. Yeah, it sounds just like her. Uh, Gomez had asked her good friend for hosting advice, and Cyrus had told her to just have fun. She got a huge roar of laughter from the audience as she talked about their conversation. 
And uh, she had told Cyrus that she now had a good excuse to do her deep-voiced impression of her. And Miley's response was, hell yeah, I'm Miley Cyrus. Uh, After the show aired, Cyrus proudly put the quote on a custom-made tank top as she posed in bed with a cup of tea. You know who else is really good? Um, Ariana Grande does spot-on impressions. I mean, Mm -hmm. pro-level impressions. Uh, The two have been friends since the beginning of their careers at the time they were both employed by Disney. Adina Menzel has launched a new clothing line called Encore. And the collection will be sold on uh, QVC. Kathy? Uh, She told People Magazine that the collection is, quote, sleep to street. And that's kind of where it came from. And she said, and then when I started to really manifest the idea and put it out there, I saw how I could build upon that for an entire collection, really take decision-making of a day's outfit out of the equation. So So the deal is you can roll out of bed and go outside? I don't know. Well, it's like it started a little while ago, and it's taking – people were literally taking pajamas and, like, tucking the shirt in and putting heels on and wearing it as an outfit. So I think it's kind of branching off of that. But the idea is you wouldn't spend a night sleeping in it and then go – Right? I mean, you wouldn't. I, no, I don't yeah. think that's technically what it is, but right. you could. Sleep to street. Uh, of course, she rose to fame as uh, Maureen in the popular Broadway musical Rent. Her career took off, and she won a Tony Award as uh, El Faba in, uh, the, as the Wicked Witch of the West and Wicked. And then, of course, she is Elsa in Frozen. But uh, she will return to her starring role as Jody in the West Coast premiere of Joshua Harmon's Skin Tight in September. Steve, I could go from bed fix it up and go out. I couldn't go the other way. I couldn't right. go all day in an outfit and then jump in bed and go to sleep. Okay. That would be yucky. I yeah. see that. I yucky. agree with you. Yuck. That should be your collection. Yucky. yucky. That would be yucky. <laughs> Ooh, yucky. Yucky. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's the advertising thing. <laughs> Give me Ooh, yucky. Kathy Romano with her yucky line. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, you hear, I see yeah. the commercial. Somebody walks by wearing the yucky brand and somebody goes, yucky. Ooh, yucky. Yucky. <laughs> <laughs> It's like goop. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, what's the difference? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Marnie Schillenberg. A... From the people who brought you icky. Mar- Marnie <laughs> Schillenberg, and a soap actress known for playing Joe Sullivan on uh, the One Life to Live reboot and Allison Stewart on As the World Turns, uh, has passed away at the age of 37. That's terrible news. It's I didn't, incredibly sad. I didn't know her, but, you know, passing away at 37, yeah. Her representative... Uh, told The Hollywood Reporter that the daytime Emmy-nominated actress passed away Tuesday in Bloomfield, New Jersey after being diagnosed with stage 4 metastatic breast cancer in 2020. That's terrible to hear. Um, how about this? Amy Schumer transformed into her alter ego, Cami Kardashian, uh, for Hulu's Upfronts presentation on Tuesday. Uh, she wore baggy, ripped jeans, a brown bodysuit, and a baby blue blazer, as she joined her two new family members, Chloe Kardashian and Kris Jenner, on stage for the presentation. <laughs> she's a big uh, big Kardashian fan. Oh, right. she's great. Yep, so she's Cami Kardashian. <laughs> uh, Yellowstone Season 5 will premiere this fall. Uh, the Paramount Network announced on Twitter Wednesday that the Dutton family will be back on November 13th. The You're- supersized 14-episode season will be split wow. into two parts. Oh, I, I think You're a I big like fan, this. right? 
Yeah, Ozark did up. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think and I like that. Stranger Things is doing it too. Okay. So I'm I'm on board for that. Take a little, let it stretch, let it let it yeah. last throughout the year a little bit. Let's well, live with it. you know. And then I, so she's a big fan. I know of you yes. know, so As are you, Casey? Love you it. like the sequel series? Yeah, the uh, 1886. Uh, but I there's, there's another sequel series that's coming out with Harrison Ford. Oh yes, and yeah, Helen Mirren, I, and Helen Mirren. Yeah, I was reading about that yesterday. So, so the uh, Yellowstone is uh, is is a juggernaut. Now, yeah. Preston, have you? I I sent you an article. I said you don't need to read this if you don't want any tip offs about Stranger Things. But the review, the critical review, the critical world is saying unbelievable, excellent, unbelievable. I'm so excited. We've been rewatching that, and uh, it's just the best show. So so much great TV. Yes. Uh, so here, this is interesting. Army Hammer and his family will be the subject of a Discovery Plus special, tentatively titled "House of Hammer." And according to Vulture, the episode promises to follow five generations of the Hammer family through their sordid past. Will they bring up MC Hammer? I don't think he's part of that oh. family. <laughs> uh, That'd be great. <laughs> Please, Hammer. Please don't, don't hurt, hurt him. Wow, I never just even, eat him. I never even thought of that. That there might be some sort some of connection, connection right? Yeah. Wow, <laughs> cousin MC. Um, so I, I and I don't know anything about Army Hammer's family past. It's there is a sordid past. There is a sordid past. There's yeah. all sorts of scandal and so on and so forth. From the family that brought you the box that sits in your refrigerator. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, that is the family that he comes from. Yeah. Arm and Hammer. Arm and Hammer. Yeah. And MC Hammer. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, let's see. Netflix is going to have an at home with style docu series on Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Oh uh, the news is coming soon after Netflix canceled the animated children's show Pearl that was going to come from the couple's Archwell Productions and be executive produced by Markle. So this is this series, which is basically a, a low cost reality series. It's what Netflix spent a hundred million dollars on. Oh, really? Yes. So Netflix hundred million dollars reportedly wants the series by the end of the year to tie in with Harry's upcoming memoir. But the Sussexes would rather it be next year. Uh, the docuseries will show behind-the-scenes footage from their Montecito, California home. They're going to have to reveal some some more dirt about They're going to have to, re- like, the queen rides a Sibian. They're going to have to come out with oh something, you know, to just be, to goose this. Uh, as well as their trip to New York last year. You don't think so? You don't think fascination of the royal family would be enough to fuel it? Uh, if it's just them, if it, there's got to be something. There's going to have to be something that incites people to watch this. Uh, Harry and Meghan mm-hmm. signed a multi-million deal with Netflix in 2020 after moving to the U.S. And uh, Page Six cited a Hollywood insider saying, I think it's fair to say... Uh, that Netflix is Netflix is getting its pound of flesh. They should do like honestly a royal family version of Jackass. Oh my god! And have them doing you know <laughs> this one's called Fox Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> have them do royal yeah. named things, right, 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 you know, yeah, 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 things that are typically associated <laughs> with the royal family. The guillotine. But, yeah. Uh, so, according to today, uh, Tom Brady will be the first person featured on Netflix's new comedy special titled Greatest Roasts of All Time. Brady will also serve as an executive producer for the show. Uh, Netflix's vice president of stand-up and comedy formats, Robbie Praw, said, We can't wait to burn three times super 
Uh, three-time Super Bowl losing quarterback Tom Brady. There you go. That's cool. Uh, who only went back to the NFL in order to delay this roast, he said. So we'll see how that ends up coming out. All right, and then uh, finally, Netflix released their trailer for Spiderhead, starring Chris Hemsworth. Uh, the Is that what it's called, Spiderhead? Spiderhead. Yeah, Spiderhead. Spiderhead. Uh, the futuristic movie shows Hemsworth running a prison and performing experiments on the prisoners. Miles Teller and Journey Smullett uh, star as two of the inmates. You see so. the big push? I guess Chris Hemsworth is behind it, him, or at least part of it, or a participant, um, in the Chris Hemsworth Thor workout. No. Which is an actual program you can purchase. It's all over social media, yeah, Instagram and TikTok, and they, they, people buying this workout program with the uh, hopes he, of looking like Chris Hemsworth. He works out constantly. His, I, I followed him on social yeah. media. I think I stopped following him because all it was was him working out all the time. Like, stop it. And I got kind of tired of that. It's like Jennifer yeah. Lopez crying over not being nominated. Stop it I mean, You've got everything. Yeah. All right, uh, let's roll the clips. We are ready for that. Uh, in this clip, Victoria Justice explains how easy it was to meet and film a romantic comedy with her co-star Adam Demos in Netflix's A Perfect Pairing. I mean, I think there's always that fear. Like, you never fully know what you're getting yourself into, and you hope that it's going to be someone that is professional and kind and easy to work with. And mm. I was so relieved when I met Adam because he was all those things. Like, he, he's, he was so warm and friendly and, and down-to-earth and just super professional. And we were both just really there, ready and willing to give it our all and, and to do the best job that we could. And so that was really reassuring. <laughs> uh, Perfect Parent premieres on Netflix tonight. Here's the next clip for you. Fans will get to watch the Scaled and Icy album performed like they've never seen before in the 21 Pilot Cinema Experience. And here, lead singer Tyler Joseph describes how they remastered their 2021 album release show. We're really proud of it. So it it was a live stream. This is the airing that we did last year. Uh, But this time we went back and we got to mix the audio specifically for a theater um you know the word experience gets thrown around a lot but it does feel like an experience with the way that it's mixed when you actually hear it in a movie theater you sound insane uh 21 pilot cinema experiences in theaters tonight for one night only by the way Uh, i saw them in concert a couple years ago and you like them right they were freaking awesome it was a big show fire confetti uh, costumes and all kinds of stuff. It was it was a lot of fun. So they know how to put on a show. All right, and there you go. It's your entertainment report. Oh my goodness! You what? guys, you guys want to meet a cool teacher? Yeah, I can introduce you to one. Uh, we made the announcement earlier this morning. Morning, uh, Pittman High School was our uh, school that was nominated to vote for coolest teacher of the year, and they certainly did. And they came back with the person we have on the line, music teacher. Please welcome Sarah Mickle. Oh, yeah. Our show this morning. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. All right. I must first ask what what do the kids call you at school? Are you are you are you Mickle, Mrs. Mickle, Ms. Mickle, Sarah? What do they call um, you? Well, all all of them. <laughs> um, sometimes Mickle. That took them not long to figure that out. That my email address is Mickle. Sm- like you know, oh, Mickle. <laughs> That's great. Uh, is that yeah. your is that a married name or did you grow up with that name? That's my married name. You ready for you ready for my maiden name? Yes. Terminator Connors. Connors. Oh, Sarah, Connors. Sarah Connors. That's pretty badass. That's pretty, that's I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm sorry. So, I would have not changed yeah. my name if I were you. That's 
because still, Mickle, still mad at my parents. Yeah, you could get pickle and all kinds of things yeah. and smickle, obviously. But it's all good. Listen, uh, we said, yeah, we have your music for you here. We have the soundtrack too. If you uh, want to learn music, come with me. All right, so uh, I did read that you are a graduate of Pittman High School, correct? I am, yes. Were you, <laughs> was was this a goal to come back to your old high school to be a teacher? It was not. I taught in a neighboring district for 10 years, mm-hmm. and then uh, when my choir teacher retired, it was kind of like, oh, it was like fate, so... Um, it was just an opportunity that I thought would really be, I mean, not many people get to do that. So okay. I'm glad it worked out. Do you find uh, more and more kids, because uh, we had an actual a, a dance teacher one as well, a, a woman who taught oh, cool. dancing. Um, are, are you finding more and more uh, kids are being drawn to the arts? Um, I think they are. I think especially through the pandemic, um, they were able to, I don't know, get their emotions out, express themselves through the arts. Um, and I think they like it too, because it's not, it's not always two plus two equals four. Right. Does that make sense? Like yes. You know, there's a lot of room for, like, choice and interpretation and creativity. So, yeah. So, cool. I, I was just doing a little bit of uh, research online. Uh, what is the um, uh, competencies for social um, emotional learning music program? Can you describe that? I am so glad you asked. So, they're um, actually a nationwide thing through CASEL, which I can't remember what that stands for right now. But um, they are five different ways that um, students learn I mean, just what it says, socially and emotionally, um, responsible uh, decision-making, self-awareness, things like that. Um, And I integrate them into my classroom every single day, and I really see a difference in the students and how they respond. Because they're, they're, I mean, uh, you can pay me a million billion trillion dollars to be a teenager right now. Right, right. There's a lot lot that they're dealing with. So, But it's it's good that you're there to provide an outlet. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, so, yeah, how do you feel about this honor coming from the kids? I mean, I am absolutely going to brag about it until <laughs> until the next time Pittman High School is chosen. <laughs> uh, that's excellent. I'm going to remind them every chance I get. Um, and it, it makes me laugh because half the time I do stuff on purpose just to watch them roll their eyes. You know, so, so yeah. now they roll their eyes, I'm going to say, you're not allowed to do that anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have, have a mug that will certi- certify that you are, in fact, the oh, coolest exactly. teacher. So yes. you're good to go. Yes. Yeah, that's what we have. It's our prize, but it's more more than anything. It comes from the students. Just a little token of, sure. of thanks from them. So we congratulate you, Sarah. Thanks for doing such a great job. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, Smickle. Take care. She is a teacher, the coolest one at Pittman High School. I'm sure there's tons of great ones, but uh, they definitely singled her out. And next up, we have uh, Sterling High School in Somerdale, New Jersey. So text word teacher to 39333 for the voting link. You know what's interesting about music teachers, and, and I would know this because I was a band geek, um, is you got... Generally, you would have that teacher. I had that same teacher for four years. Yeah, you know, oh, so you right. really get to know them, uh, yeah. and not just in band. If you if you end up in marching band or music theory or jazz lab or these other uh, you know tendrils of the music department, sometimes it's that same teacher. So you could have that same teacher for several different classes for several years. I remember that you would actually leave, like even in elementary school, you'd leave your. The class and go to the, the music, music lab. Yeah, 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 exactly. So the, the music teacher can can definitely uh, be a big part. So, all right, with that, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Hang in there, friend. We will not be gone long. It's time.
time to roll up your sleeves to help your neighbors in need. Of blood, that is. WMMR presents the 17th Annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Friday, June 24th. Two locations to choose from. The Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks or the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia in the South Philly Sports Complex. Make your donation appointment now at WMMR.com. Donors get the newest Fred and Steve t-shirt, a reusable tote bag from Window Nation, plus juice from Everfresh Juice. Not to mention the pride of knowing you made a difference. Appointments are required, so sign up today at WMMR.com. The 17th Annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Benefiting the American Red Cross. From 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Quickly, I want to uh, mention this uh, chart out. I'm going to try to spread these out as best I can. But this one, uh, this is fun. Uh, it says, hey, Presbo. Greetings from South Jersey. Uh, I've been listening since I was really young, and now, as I enter my senior year of college, (laughs) I have thoroughly enjoyed hearing the show evolve. From Steve's I Am the God of Hellfire, to Casey's Ranch Rant, to Kathy's Fall Activities, and the Stream of Consciousness Nanur. My weeks wouldn't be the same if I didn't keep up with you all. And at the end of this month... My friends and I will be embarking on a cross-country road trip from our home in Gloucester City, New Jersey, to Santa Fe, New Mexico. Wow. Uh, Ever since the world came down with Cooter 19, he says, uh, we have taken yearly adventures to various backcountry destinations. But this will be our longest and most planned out venture yet. Josh, Nate, Gavin, Mitch, and Trevor will be packing into Gavin's Subaru and hitting the road on May 19th. So that's today. Wow. How about a nice, juicy shard out with extra sprinkles to kickstart our journey on the morning of the 19th? Much love, Gavin Wagner. And then he writes, P.S. Gary, I need you to stop talking and listen to me. <laughs> yeah. So that's what he writes. I need you to stop talking and listen to me. So I'm assuming that they're loading up right now. I'm going to give a few. And they're getting ready to head out on a road trip. So guys, be, a lot of sa- fun. be safe. Yeah, and enjoy it. Have a great time. Take lots of pictures. Do some goofy stuff and stay out of trouble. Send right? us pictures as you're out uh, as yeah. you're on a trip. We'd yeah. love to post them. Take us with you. Yeah. Put Preston and Steve everywhere you go. It would be awesome. All right, um, off-air off, off air we were having a short discussion. Sometimes uh, things to talk about on air happen at the last second. All of a sudden we're, we're chatting and we go, hey, this is kind of nice. Let's, let's throw this out there and see what everybody thinks about it. Uh, and Casey was telling us a childhood story. How old were you at the time? I couldn't have been more than 10 or 11 years old. Okay. Okay, so this has been going on for a while. And this will, be, this will lead to a, uh, a topic that I think people can uh, share their stories with. So if you would, tell, uh, tell this uh, what happened on this occasion. Yeah, because I think every family has not only one of these scenarios, but probably many of these scenarios. So, um, you know, long story short, at the dinner table, I spilled milk. Happens all the time. Dad was really pissed off because the milk went all over the table. And my dad started yelling at me. <laughs> and in his rage... You know, wanted to tell me that I had ruined everything on the table, and that I ruined. And what he was attempting to say was that I ruined a perfectly good piece of meat. Okay. <laughs> and as he's yelling at the top of his lungs, he didn't say a perfectly good piece of meat. He yelled, "You ruined a perfectly good peed of meat." Okay. Peed or peed of meat, and I mean immediately. Everybody at the table, my mom, my brothers, my sister, we just started laughing at him because he had misspoke. 
My dad wasn't pissed off that we were all laughing at See, him. See, I thought maybe he might freak out that you guys were laughing in his moment of rage. No, I think it, what it did, <laughs> yeah. it is it immediately lightened the mood, and we all just started laughing. But more importantly, from that point on, it was always... Uh, it was always called a peed of meat. Okay. okay. <laughs> so you... everything was always a peed of meat. Okay. Can you hand me a peed of meat over there? <laughs> yes. A peed of meat over here. Oh, that that looks like a good peed of meat. Okay. I mean, for decades after that, and, and you know, even though my father's not around, we still you call. St- it a, I was just gonna say, we probably right. still do it. Still call it a peed yeah. of meat. So therein lies the 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 topic, which is someone misspoke or made a statement, and it has become family lore. <laughs> one and, time, and, and they said it one time, and it's. The best if while somebody's really pissed off, oh yeah, and they're stammering over their words and they misspeak, and all of a sudden it becomes a refrain within your family. So we want to hear what yours is. Two one five two six three WMMR. As we progress, and I want to hear these stories from these various. And I know Nick, you have and Kathy have one as well. <clears throat> the show itself has generated things that have become <laughs> part of our lexicon oh, that yeah, were misspoken. Right. Yeah, we do. Every day. It's yeah. what we've been come yeah. to know as. <laughs> yeah. To be honest. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, that's why we cry over not getting awards sometimes. Yeah, yeah you're yes. right. That's right. All of the material. Yeah. My brothers started a uh, landscaping company when we, when we were kids, right? My brothers are named Adam and Josh. And uh, it was just lawn cutting and, and yeah. uh, raking leaves and, and uh, sh- um, shoveling of the snow. And so, and this kind of, <laughs> you know, all of these things. I knew it. I knew it as soon as I said it. I felt myself going into it. And then I felt you doing it. I knew it was coming. I had a mouthful of hot chocolate when you said that. And I almost sprayed scalding hot liquid all over Casey when you said that. I'm so glad you did that. This kind of breaking of the leaves. The solo thing. Cutting of the grass. All right. The cutting and the trimming and the edging and this kind of thing. Right. right. So, uh, so they're going around the neighborhood, and, and we're kids. And there's a, a guy, an elderly gentleman, and he's sitting outside. And my brothers uh, just kindly, and they're like looking from you know from a bunch of different neighbors to see who needs some yard work done. And they they say to this gentleman, uh, "Excuse me, sir, would you like any yard work done?" And he, his response is, and this is where the family lore thing comes <laughs> in, Casey. He just goes. Rye bread. <laughs> what? <laughs> My brothers are like, what? And he says it again. Rye bread. <laughs> My brothers are like, his answer to that query was rye bread. He thought that they were offering rye bread. <laughs> so my brothers then say, no, 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 sir, yard work. And he says, oh, no, I'm good. But then, anytime <laughs> we needed any yard work done around the house, it was it's time to do the rye bread. Right, right. So if you needed yard work done, it became rye bread. It was like the peat of meat. Rye bread. <laughs> Why? Stop and think of, of what mindset would lead you to believe that some young men in your um, neighborhood were going door to door offering rye bread. But Steve, man, they came home, they were laughing their asses off, and it was so funny. And then they told that story. And then, yeah, Casey, it just became family lore. And from there on out, Yard work was known as rye, rye bread. bread. Rye yeah. bread. <laughs> so mine wasn't wasn't even just my immediate family. Like it was my cousins. There was a lot of us, um, and we were away on vacation. And all the cousins were around the same age, so we would always, you know, play and goof around. Right, right, we were young. I can't even remember how old we were. Maybe I don't know, ten, eleven, something like that. Uh, and we were being loud, and we were jumping on the bed. And my mom was completely fine with it. We were away uh, on vacation, and she was fine with it. She was letting us do it. And my dad came in. And he's like, I'm trying to sleep you know you guys need to quiet down you have to stop he leaves he goes you know back 
into his room to try to go to sleep. My mom does nothing. And we're still yelling, whatever. Comes in a second time. So third time, he finally comes in and he looks at us and he goes, now let me preface this by telling you, um, we always watched Back to School with my dad. He loved right. Rodney Dangerfield. So he comes in um, and, and both of my parents liked Rodney Dangerfield. So we as kids were familiar with him. Right, and, right, right. And, you know, things that he said. So my dad comes in and he goes, I get no respect. And we were like, oh my God. And my mom just looked at him. She went, okay, Rodney Dangerfield, just go to bed now. That's great. I want to go to some calls. We're getting all of our lines filled up. So let's go to Angela. Hi, Angela. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Great. Okay. So you have like a, uh, someone who misstated something. And it is since... My husband does it all the time, actually. I do it all the time as well, yeah. <laughs> but my, our favorite one is is I walked into the kitchen, and he wanted to say, what is wrong, and, and you know, why is your face like, you know, why is your face like that? Right, you know, yeah. that, like, sour look on your face. Yep. And he just looked at me and he goes, what's your face like? <laughs> <laughs> what's your face like? So now, anytime we're upset or, like, we get mad at each other, we just go... What's your face like? It's the best, man. So he was basically saying something like, why the long face? And and, and instead said, what's your face like? So can that, Angela, can that lighten the mood when you throw that out there? My 14-year-old daughter even does it when she's in trouble. That's great. Yep. So that sometimes well, they're good for things like that. Yeah, especially if it's like if it's born of an accident. Thanks, I mean, Angela. there are things that are similar that my wife and I do all the time, but they're they're more born of things that I just blurt out or whatever. Right, right, right. Uh, but when it comes from a gem, genuine accident and then becomes part of the lexicon, that's beautiful. Yeah, this is not quite the same as this, yeah. but my friend Steve and I uh, were uh, at my house, and this is when we were you know probably twenty years old or something like that, and my my dad had. Made some nachos, okay? And uh, he was offering Steve some. Now, let me preface this. Yeah, there's always a preface. Like, we were really high when this happened. Yeah, yeah. And so he goes, Steve goes to take a, a nacho, and my dad, I think I may have told this you story did. already. He just goes, Well, get some with some, get one with some cheese on it, goddammit. <laughs> and we died laughing. I mean, crying laughing. And he didn't know what was so funny. That we're really big. We're sorry. We're <laughs> We're so high. But to this day, to this day, Steve and I throw that line out all the time with each other. If we're out having lunch or whatever, right, right, yeah. fry, you know, grab a French fry. He's like, well, get one with some cheese on it, goddammit. <laughs> Do you remember we had a caller still... call in and, and said that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, it's still. It just sticks. It's just one of those that has stood the test And of then time. it sets your dad off a little bit, you oh, know? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's nachos. Yeah. Let me go to John. Hey, John, good morning. No, she was a dancer. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. call me. Yes. No, she was a dancer. Thanks. Oh, my God. Call me. What's up, John? Oh, my goodness. Uh, so mine is pretty funny. It's my mother-in-law. She had a way of just, you know, changing words up a little bit. Like, she didn't shop at the Acme. She shopped at the Acme. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a standard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But her her reaction thing was one day is um, she uh, had a little beach house, a little cottage, you know, and mice would get in there from time to time. And uh, one day she found a little bit of trail of mice poop going along. But she, instead of calling it moose poop, she called it, or instead of calling it mouse poop, she called it moose poop. She called it moose poop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So 
every time after that, you you know, you would think you'd get them, and they'd come back. Oh, there's some moose poop. Yeah. <laughs> you got to point it out. You would have to actually use that phrase every time. I love that. Yeah, every yeah. time, and we literally still do. I love it. I love it. It becomes part of that. I'm sure you have... You have a language with Rochelle. I have a language with Claire that uh, I think we're yeah. the only people that really speak it. That's it. Uh, I'm going to go to Obi next. Yo, Obi, good morning. Hey, sorry to bother you guys at work. Nah, okay. It's all good. We're taking calls. What's up, brother? So a couple years ago, my wife, and she was in her 30s, She, we were, we were watching the sunset, and she says, oh, is that the night clouds rolling in? And she was firmly convinced that clouds obscured the sun at night. Oh. <laughs> we say, oh, here come the night clouds, and she gets so angry. So essentially her belief was that the the uh, the sun was still there uh, up in the sky, but at night clouds rolled in, and it's like, like a shade being drawn. Correct. Yep. Okay. okay. All right. Instead of misspeaking, that's just stupidity. <laughs> uh, but we love her anyway. Nice. All right. Thanks, nice Obi. Appreciate it, man. All right. We'll go next to uh, Christy. Hi, Christy. Good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning, it, Christy. So that's one that stuck around too. Yeah. yeah good morning. It. <laughs> uh, what is it? What is your little misspoken phrase that has stood well. the test of time? It's from my uncle from when we were little. He was mad about something, and he wanted to say that's the straw that broke the camel's back. But instead, he said that's the blow that blew the camel. (laughs) (laughs) The blow that blew the camel. (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's what we've said my entire life. I'm almost 50, and I've said it my whole life, and I have to think about the real way to say it. Yeah, especially when you're saying in mixed company, that's the blow that blew the camel. God, yep. that's hilarious. I say it on a daily basis. I love it. Thank <laughs> you, Christy. So that's excellent. Listen, with the amount of speaking that you do during the course of a day, whenever reading anything or whatever, the, the likelihood of something <laughs> slipping out, like, like, good morning it, mm-hmm. uh, is, is every day. I it, it happens regularly, not on this show, but like, uh, Casey, when we were playing in the, in the golf outing uh, the other day, I was, you know, I'm meeting people that are, you know, on boards and so on like yeah. that. And, and when, I, when I meet somebody who is... Um, uh, sometimes when they have like a, a position, yes. when, they, when they have a high position, right, right, right. I get a little nervous and I get my words mixed up together. And I don't know what I said, but it's usually a mix between like, uh, nice to meet you and how you yeah, doing, yeah, yeah. you know, like a, like a greeting yeah. and, a, and, and, I'll, and I'll say something like nice to doing, you know, or something like that. And I'm like, what I meant to say was nice to meet you yeah. or how you doing? House to meet you. House to meet you. Yeah. Casey, what was the thing? I do it all the time. What was the thing you said to, there were people and it's something. Oh, like, I said, uh, instead, of, hey, uh, instead uh, of hey guys, I said hi gays. Hi gays. Hi gays. Hi gays. All right, I'm going to go to. Hi. I'm going to go to Ryan. Hey, Ryan, good morning. Hey, what's up, P-Bud? Yo, bud, how you doing, man? I'm all right. All right, uh, so your... My dad had two infamous ones. He, uh, <laughs> While ordering food both times, he, he went to Burger King and tried to order a double beef Whopper. Yeah. And it came, it came out a double beef Whopper. Wait, it, double... Came, it came out of what? It came out as double beef Whopper. Double, <laughs> double, beep. double beef Whopper? <laughs> yeah. Okay, double beef. Double and then the, the other one was better. He was trying to order ice cream when they were younger, and he tried to order a double dip of butter brickle. Oh, and, stop and it. They <laughs> came out a double D word. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they just started laughing and couldn't stop. Uh, and do you carry these on? Do you still say them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you have my to. My mom hears it. She just hysterically starts laughing. I love it. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. F- food scrubs are, 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 are legendary with that. Uh, let me go next to Jason. Hi, Jason. Good morning. 
<laughs> Wait, What's up, Jason? Hey, so. I remember when I was younger, me and my sister, um, my dad used to do this all the time where he gets so mad and so frustrated he, he couldn't get his words out. <laughs> and we, we, were, we were talking loud about something, and he just goes, stop, stop talking about stuff and things. <laughs> and ever since then, everything's, it's always, stop talking about stuff and things. Stop talking about stuff and things. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> what was he trying to say? Do you have any idea? I think he was just trying to tell us to just stop talking. Just stop okay. talking. Stop, stop talking, talking loud. about stuffing things. Stuff and things. Stuff, stuff, stuff and things. things. Oh, stuff and, and things. things. Yeah. Okay. Stuff stop and talking things. about stuffing things. <laughs> I love that. Thank That's you, great. Jason. All right. Uh, let's go over to Steve now. Hi, Steve. You're on the air. Good morning, guys. How are you? Great, buddy. What's up, man? So thank you very much for the start out yesterday. My wife's surgery went very well, as a matter of fact. Oh, oh yeah. very good. Very Excellent. good. Happy to yeah, hear that. I appreciate that. So years ago, uh, we were playing a board game. I forget what board game it was, man. But uh, my word on the on the card, um, how do you pronounce F-E-C-U-S, guys? F-E-C-U-S? Correct. Or F-E-C-E-S. Feces. I guess. Yeah. F-E-C-E-S is feces. Fecus is the I other one. I pronounced it Fecus. Fecus. <laughs> okay. Now, so now every time we talk about food, we say the word Fecus. Yeah. I love it. It's almost like O-Range. When, yes, O-Range. Yeah. yeah. You have to. Yes. I love it. Fecus. I was in front of my family and instead of everybody else. Now my whole family is just uh, it's all about Fecus now. Well, with an Irish... The Irish will say we. I don't want to say it because it's too close to the original word, but oh, it, yeah. it kind of sounds like that for the F word. Yeah, the F U F U C is actually F E uh, yeah, how yeah, they yeah, pronounce yeah. it. Yep. Uh, I will go to. Uh, let's go to Eric. Hi there, Eric. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, uh, yeah. So when I turned a teenager, I'm 14 years old. I always wanted to lift weights. My dad started training me to lift weights, and uh, he wasn't home one day. I was in the basement. I was lifting bench pressing. My mom came down and she said, Eric, I told you to stop breast pinching without my without your father. What breast <laughs> pinching? <laughs> Eric, you know stop breast pinching. <laughs> <laughs> He's down there squeezing his own nose. Oh, no. Look at these beautiful manly lips. Oh. <laughs> uh, I love that, Eric. And have you have you used that many times? Oh, I say it. I still say it today. I love it. That's yeah. the best. You got. You got to carry that on. Thank you. We appreciate it. All right, Marissa has contacted her uncle George. Uncle George. And apparently, oh, uncle, uncle George, George has some examples that Marissa has said uh-huh. throughout the years, and you still uses these. Hi, <laughs> Uncle George. Hey guys, how are you? Great. How you doing? It's been a long time. I'm fine. Excellent. Uh, are you? Uh, are you Conra's uh, brother? No, I'm Jim's. Jim's uh, brother. Okay. okay, all right, cool. And you were listening. You heard us talking about these things that yeah. family members will mispronounce, and we use it in in regular family conversation. What what has you know what, when Marissa was little, she never shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, never shut up. And in that little shrilly voice. <laughs> 
in the back of my car. You know, she would sit in her car seat. And with Jimmy, you know Jimmy, little Jimmy too, right? Yeah. Um, and she would just talk and talk and talk. And she always spoke about her jamamis and her Barella. <laughs> and until this day, <laughs> I talk to my wife and I'll say, you know, Put on your jammies. Yeah. Jammies? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Jammies. All right. And a barella would be an umbrella. Probably. Okay. All right. And barella. Yeah. That's and, cute. Um, was this when she was home from college? <laughs> <laughs> she actually just moved from out of the um, little kid car seat to the, oh, yes. the booster. Oh, yeah. She's facing forward now. Yeah, she's huh? facing wow. forward wow. now. Yeah. Yeah, it's we're a big very step proud. For her. Very proud of her. And, um, Ask her about her uh, big head with no hair someday. Oh, <laughs> definitely. All right. Thanks, George. Good to talk to you, bud. We'll see you later. Oh, those are cute. Big head with no hair. Or we should, <laughs> should we ask she about, was born. Should we ask about that now? It's a yeah, penis, uh, penis yeah. thing. It's like I had no hair until... <laughs> Steve, dear God. I, I had no hair until I was after uh, uh, older than two years old. Really? What? I had no... I was completely bald. Huh. What? Yeah. I approve. Until two? Until two years old. No wonder you wanted to get that weave. Yeah, I don't, they're extensions. I got them. Re, I got okay. them pushed up yesterday okay. from Joseph Anthony. Do you like? How do they look? Uh, they look great. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you, Joseph Anthony. Thank you, Shannon. All right, uh, let me get some other uh, calls, and I will go to. Let's uh, try Mike out. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Hey guys, bother for starring you at work. Yes. <laughs> well okay, uh, it is. What's up, buddy? Uh, so when I was a kid. Anytime my dad would get mad enough, which, I'm being honest, was a lot, uh, um, he would start fumbling his words when he was yelling, so you always knew it was coming. Yep. But he would combine mine and my sister's name. Cause he, he was reaching for mine, but he, for some reason, would think of my sister. My sister's name's Molly, so I heard a lot of, Michael, Michael, <laughs> Calvin. Calvin was a big one in my house. That was between Casey and Kevin. With oh, Calvin. 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 Mm -hmm. <laughs> Somebody that so, doesn't exist. So now, Calvin. anytime like my mom or we want to make fun of him, uh, we can't think of the name. We'll just run through every family member. Oh, I love it. <laughs> That's like, Preston, you do that here. Kathy. Thanks, Mike. Kathy. 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 The show itself has generated so many. One of my favorites, and we'll talk about it. Uh, we'll bring it up was when it was Preston, Marilyn, and Steve, <laughs> and she was reading a story. It was an Olympic competition, and it was the down, <laughs> downhill shalom. Yeah, instead mm -hmm. of slow. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so we'll call my son Cheese sometimes because one time I was trying to yell to Seamus, and to ask him if he wanted cheese on his hamburger, and I just yelled cheese instead of Seamus. Cheese! cheese. You were thinking Seamus. <laughs> Wait, you were thinking? You meant to say Seamus, but you were thinking cheese. cheese. And I just yelled cheese. Wait, you know what I forget? You know, this, this happens around here. Sometimes my dad just gets angry and says the word cheese. <laughs> when he does that, run. What? Um, cheese! Casey, I forget the origins of roast beef. Well, oh, I called. I called him Broski. I put, called Preston I Broski. Him. Okay, and he goes, "Did you just call me Roast Beef?" <laughs> All right. Yep. It was at the, it was at the Subaru broadcast, and you were just saying, "What's up, Broski?" What's up, Broski? Yeah, the first time ever. Was that, and he, I remember that Subaru broadcast, and he turns you. Did you just call me Roast Beef? <laughs> no, but I. But now no, I, I call yeah. people Roast Beef all he the does time. It all the time. I love it. What's up, Roast Beef? You'll say that in the morning. 
And it was used actually in Stranger Things season three. Yes. Yeah. Dustin was wearing a shirt that said roast beef on it, and and Steve, uh, the character, goes, "Hey, hold it there, roast beef." Yeah. And like everybody who listens to this show picked up on that oh, and texted us the next day saying, "You need to see this." <laughs> in fact, we should isolate that. My buddy Brian just texted me. He says, "My my friend ended an interview, uh, and as he was getting on the elevator, and the elevator was closing, he said to the person that he interviewed, "Thank you, meeting you." <laughs> And the door shut, and the person just started laughing, and now they say thank you, meeting you all the time. Uh, let me see here. All right, now we're getting some, we're getting some local uh, streets uh, right. names. So let's go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Okay. Sorry to bother you at work. Nah. Okay. What's up, bud? Hey, so when I was uh, younger, my dad used to work for Napa Auto Parts, and uh, he was like a regional sales manager, so he would cover. Delaware, New Jersey, and most of Pennsylvania. And uh, as a kid, there would be some days I would be able to go out with him on like a Friday and skip work and uh, go up to upstate Pennsylvania for the weekend while he would work and just stay in a hotel room and do all that stuff. But uh, as we were going up one day, um, I was probably about nine or ten years old, I had pointed out a sign, and I said, Dad, what is what what is that street? I was like, does that say Mac Daddy Boulevard? <laughs> Mac Daddy Boulevard. And he just turned around and he looked at me. And he said, No, no, Mike. It said McDade Boulevard. <laughs> McDade. <laughs> well, Mac Daddy. At that time, it would have made sense. Yeah. 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 So I'm 36 years old now. So for the better part of like 20 some odd years, every time I see McDade Boulevard, it's always Mac Daddy. Mac Boulevard. Daddy Boulevard, and so it should be. That's great. That, that's that's a standard a street that you've mispronounced, and then you just go with it because yep. you love the mispronounced. Mis- so there's um, uh, my wife. There there was a, a, a curio store in New York called Premio. So when she first saw Primos, she thought it said Premio. So we never oh. say I'm going. I never say I'm going to Primos, and I go a lot. It's always I'm going to Premio. Uh, hang on, let's go to Katie. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Gadzooks. Good morning. Gadzooks to you, Katie. What's up? I I had a weird thing. Uh, my son, um, you know, boys, whatever. Um, he <laughs> was trying to he he wanted the toenail clippers, and he kept coming up to me. He goes, "Mom, where's the toe carnage? I said, "The what?" He said, toe carnage. And I'm like, I have no idea what you mean. He's like, the thing that does this, and he, it just comes off. He's like explaining it to me. I said, the toenail clippers? <laughs> he said, yeah. So from, he's 30, he's going to be 32 soon. So since what? he was seven years old, we've called the toenail clippers. They're now the toe carnage. The toe <laughs> what, is it? what is this? I'm missing the word. Yeah, he made it up. It was oh, 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 oh. He, oh, he made it up. Okay. Toe yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Toe and carnage together, and it came up toe carnage. All right. Okay. <laughs> That's what it is. That's exactly it in the family. I love it. Uh, let's go over to Kara. Hey, Kara, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Kara? I just wanted to tell you guys, um, when I was about 10 years old, me and my mom, the family, were playing Monopoly, and I ended up landing on my mom's property. And it's worth mentioning she was drinking at the time. Okay. Um, but I, I, what she was trying to say to me is, it's a pleasure doing business with you. What she ended up saying is, it's a business doing pleasure with you. Oh. And we're all laughing at her hysterically, and she's not understanding why. So <laughs> eventually had to tell her that's something that you would tell a, a, a prostitute and not <laughs> That's great. Uh, that is funny. Well, ever since, that's what it's been. Uh, so, yes, you, you now refer to pleasure doing business with you as business doing pleasure with you. What Correct. Yes, that's we great. do. 
I love it. Thank One of my Kevin. favorite things with you, Preston, was the uh, was the Jersey Black. Jersey, oh, Jersey Black Rock. <laughs> that was just you being nice. Yes. You were like, oh, just being kind to a listener. Yeah. And just, <laughs> but that's how it came out. They, they were black listeners. Yeah. They were saying, hey, from New Jersey. I'm like, oh, Jersey Black Rock. <laughs> it was just like three random words uh, just thrown together. <laughs> sure. What was the one that's that was adorable. that predates that that was one of the earliest here and I'm trying to think. I think we even had it made into a shirt. Um, was, I don't, what's the context? God, it was just a casual conversation like that. President just taking a call. Something I said? Yeah, but well, casually. I mean, totally office calendar was yeah. it. Totally office. That was, that was yeah. Yeah. I was oh, trying office. to say awesome. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, the, the guy's dad worked at a BMW dealership, <laughs> yeah. and he said, oh, totally office. office. And office came out yeah. <laughs> like good morning it did. Yeah. I mean, it just, like there was, it came from somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> It came from somewhere else in my body. I don't know what. It is. And we got that. an entire run of calendars. Out oh, here it, it is. Uh, this is the, if you guys want to hear yeah, yeah. it in context. Sure, why not? I love it. All right, you ready? Yeah. Right. Anybody you want to say hi to Ryan while you're here? Uh, my family. You know, my dad who works over BMW the main line. His dad McDonald. showed up. Yeah. yeah, he showed up. Service manager at BMW the main line. Office. Or office. <laughs> office. <laughs> office. I'm, I'm sorry. I was looking. I was looking at a piece of paper. Here. You dude, know, dude, so freaking office for Micah, man, and I mean it for Micah. Christ. Everyone, right now, we're actually... Oh, my God. Why? End table, right? End table. And everyone that... You know uh, what I'm saying? Hey, me. Bannon. Here I am trying to just shut you guys up. Let's, let's move on. And Go distract you. Okay, all right, yes. Office. Let's not dwell on this. Office. Oh, office. Here office. We are. Awesome. 15 years later, we got the calendars. And- what, you, what you need to understand, too, is just, it happens a lot when you're reading copy uh, uh, or when you're just in general, where you are, Preston. There's a ton of things written up around you. Yeah. And so you'll make a mental note of that thing that I have to say, and then you conduct a conversation. It invariably stitches those things together. Oh, yeah. And also, if, you, if you're if you reading out loud, yes. uh-huh. yeah, yeah. and, and, and a, a rule of thumb is, is you let your eyes gaze ahead of, of the actual right. words that you're speaking at the time so you can uh, prep yourself, your you can prep your mouth in yeah. advance. So I'm usually like two or three words ahead of where I'm actually speaking at the time. And sometimes I'll combine words together. <laughs> Honestly, God's truth is, you are, you are probably literally reading like three or four things at once. You're, you yeah. and I read the text board. Yeah. You have copy written in front of you. And you're steering the conversation in the room and the listener. So you're looking at the, the call screener. So, of course, that's going to happen. Yep. But here we are to make sure that we capture the audio uh-huh. and play yeah. it forever. Yep. Office is just delivered so... so ge- office. Yeah. Office. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, we could go on and on. Our phone lines, our text messages are going crazy, but... But uh, we do need to take a break because i got to stop and get some rab bread. No. Thank you for your calls. And, uh, you know, talk amongst your family today. Yes. That moment and that word and that phrase. And you know what? Thank- whatever it is that you, keep, uh, that you keep alive. Thank you for sharing your stories with us. Because, like, those are all, like, you know... It- I don't want to say intimate, but you know, intimate family moments. They are. Yeah, yeah. they are. That's and and uh, and you know what? And a lot of times, uh, it's it's you won't explain it to other people uh, that maybe you work and with because it. it's too much to yeah. to stop and and explain the story behind it. So this is a chance to get it out there in the open. So thank you, we appreciate it. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Some bizarre file stories coming up. We're going to do a contest this morning. Chance we've got to do a prize blowout. So get yourself set for that. We'll be back in a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. 
podcasts? Oh yeah, MMR's got them. There's the fun size and bizarre file editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast. Bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, the B-File this morning is brought to you by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that's manufactured on-site. Uh, delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. You can visit mulchthis.com. We're going to start with a follow-up. The pilot who fell unconscious last week during flight landed by a passenger with no idea how to fly a plane, has made a recovery that his doctor is calling a miracle. Uh, the ability of passenger Darren Harrison to successfully land a Cessna 208 that was in a nosedive over Florida not only saved all three people on board from crashing, it gave doctors a chance to save the pilot. So Harrison landed the plane at Palm Beach International Airport where emergency med- medical professionals rushed the pilot to St. Mary's Medical Center before he was transferred to the Palm Beach Gardens Medical Center. The pilot, whose name has not been released, is now out of the hospital and resting at home after he underwent surgery for an aortic dissection. There you go. An aortic dissection is a life-threatening emergency in which a tear occurs in the inner layer of the body's main artery. Uh, Dr. Nishant Patel a cardiothoracic surgeon who treated the pilot outlined how long the odds were that the man would survive the landing, the trips to the two hospitals, and then the surgery. He said 50% of patients won't make it to the hospital, and then 50% of patients that do make it to the hospital will pass away within 24 hours without prompt diagnosis and treatment. Uh, The pilot was released from the hospital on Monday. He said it's really quite miraculous. Uh, it's a miraculous recovery. Emergency personnel initially thought the pilot had suffered a stroke right. before the doctors at St. Mary's discovered the tear in his aorta. Uh, he was quickly transferred to the second hospital for emergency surgery. Tell said the pilot was in great health before the cardiac event and has already done remarkably well in his recovery. And the person who landed the plane had no flying experience whatsoever. That is correct. Yep. In fact, he, Harrison, uh, spoke to uh, Savannah Guthrie about how he remained calm during the flight and... Uh, the scariest moments during the entire ordeal. He added that he has no interest in becoming a pilot and that his wife, who's expecting their first child in August, would put a stop to it anyway. Harrison now trying to is now trying to answer the deeper question raised by his ordeal, which is why that all happened. The Wichita Police Department asks for the public's help in trying to identify a woman who entered a Northeast Wichita beauty shop store and defecated in the middle of an aisle. Police said the crime happened last Tuesday, and police said, listen to this, the defecation was significant enough that eight wigs were destroyed as a result. Just by being in proximity? I don't know. How... You know, if she if she crept in the aisle, how, how did how it, do the wigs get affected? It must, maybe it was explosive diarrhea. Uh-huh. I don't know. Wow! But they said they would like to know who the perpetrator was, so that they could pursue criminal charges. Uh, the incident was captured on video surveillance. She and, took a hairy one. Uh, <laughs> and they said that uh, for the good of all of you, we are not posting the footage of the offended fecal assault. Jeez. Uh, eventually, police said that they did identify the woman, and uh, they have not uh, named her as of yet. But they said they tracked the person down who did it. Now they're going to try and find out why. It seems like, well, I might need to take a dump going to the salon. I had to put this in the bizarre file. This is my favorite story of the day. Doctors have prescribed a wheelchair, cane, and physical therapy to help heal Pope Francis's bad knee. 
Uh, he has some other ideas, though. I want to go to Trinity. Wait, wait do you hear this? No, it's better than that. According to a viral video of the Pope at the end of a recent audience, uh, Francis quipped that what he really needs for the pain is a shot of tequila. Oh, my God. <laughs> Francis was riding in the Popemobile in St. Peter's Square when he stopped near a group of Mexican seminarians uh, from the Legion of Christ who asked him in his native Spanish how his knee was doing after he replied that it was capricious. They told Francis that they admired his ability to smile despite the pain and that he was an example of future priests like themselves. And he said, do you know what I need for my knee? Some tequila. Wow. A few hours later, how long can you go? How long can you go? Uh, the seminarians uh, laughed and promised to deliver a bottle to the Santa Marta Hotel where sure. Francis lives. Uh, the 85-year-old Argentine Pope has been suffering from strained ligaments in his right knee for months and on doctor's orders recently has been using a wheelchair and a cane to get around so that it can heal. This uh, li- The limits on his mobility have spurred a predictable Round of media speculation about his health and a future conclave, but a close collaborator recently said the Pope is better than ever and is undergoing two hours of physiotherapy a day. So he can't participate in the Vatican Touch football team, right? I guess not right yeah. now he can't, yeah. Uh, two workers at a North Carolina fast food restaurant stabbed each other after huh? they got into a fight. The Asheboro Police Department said that officers responded to a reported stabbing at a Wendy's restaurant. Wendy's? Officers found one of the stabbing victims at the scene. The victim was taken to a local hospital for treatment. Uh, The sheriff's office cited the suspect's car and took them into custody. During a traffic stop, the suspect was taken to a hospital for treatment and uh, was then transported to a local medical facility for treatment of a stab wound. And police hadn't identified the suspect as of Monday evening. All right, and then finally, we will do one more story and wrap it up. A Florida woman is facing felony charges for allegedly beating her husband with a belt after she caught him watching pornography on his cell phone and pleasuring himself. (laughs) It is awkward, isn't it? No comment. Uh, uh, Angela Davis was arrested following a confrontation with the 51-year-old victim at their home. Davis's husband told cops that he had, quote, gotten into an altercation with her after she interrupted his pleasure session. Victim said Davis became angry and asked to see... You're going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Asked to see his phone and that he uh, complied with her request. After Davis discovered some sort of uh, communication between the victim and someone on the website Reddit, uh-huh. police reported a verbal altercation ensued. The dispute subsequently turned violent after Davis wrapped a leather belt with a large metal buckle around her fist. Jeez. Uh, and the victim told cops that when he took out his phone to dial 911, Davis knocked the device from his hand and struck him several times with the belt on his arms and back. A patrolman uh, reported observing several red marks across the back of the victim as well as a large raised red lump on the man's arm that had very good detail and appeared to be the buckle of the belt. When questioned by police, Davis confirmed that she had found the victim watching pornography on his cell phone, pleasuring himself, and that she had, quote, gotten upset. Davis claims to have struck her spouse with the belt to protect herself during a short struggle with the victim, but Davis was arrested after investigators determined that she was the incident's primary aggressor. So this dude had both hands going. And she was charged with aggravated battery. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you right now. All right, let us uh, take a break. When we get back, I believe we have a chance for you to win some freebies. I think we need to do it. we got to get a contest going, so hang in there. We will be back in just a moment.
Jersey's MMR's official opening of the Jersey Shore. Friday, May 27th, starting with the Preston and Steve Show, live from Keenan's North Hillwood, presented by Coors Light. Then, dig your toes in the sand with Pierre Robert, live from Margaritaville at Resorts Casino in Atlantic City. And Jackson rocks your happy hour at the Star Beach Bar at the Icona Diamond Beach. Come get an early start on the holiday weekend with 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your summer. All right, folks, it is time for a prize blowout, and we are going to play a game called Loop There It Is. All right? 215-263-WMMR is our number. Marissa Magnata and her infinite talent of editing audio has taken some music and a little snippet, just a little snippet, edited together to where it will repeat over and over and over. And if you don't catch it at the very beginning and you keep listening, it kind of changes its sound. Oh, it does. Makes it far more difficult. Yes. Yeah, so all you have to do is identify the song. All right. 215-263-WMMR is a number. And we have a whole bunch of different things that we have your chance to win this morning. So Casey's going to rattle off a few of the prizes that we have that are up for grabs today. Well, we talked to Burt Kreischer on Monday. He's got a uh, show coming up at the Hard Rock uh, Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City coming up in September. We have pairs of tickets for his second show. Cool. Uh, we also, this is really cool. Steve, you were talking about how Maverick, uh, Top Gun Maverick, is getting these rave reviews. Amazing. Well, we have dinner and a movie package. Uh, ah. So we have tickets to see uh, Top Gun Maverick as well as uh, gift cards for uh, Applebee's. Dinner in a movie. Uh, we have uh, cases of Fathead Sunshine Daydream Session IPA, and we also have four packs of passes to our screening of Bob's Burgers movie. Uh, and that's going to be next Wednesday. Nice. All right, so let's see what you want. 215 263 WMMR is the number. We can get this underway right now. And uh, we'll start our prize giveaway with Andrew. Andrew, good morning. Good morning. All right, Andrew, here's what we're going to do. I am going to. Put you back on hold seems to be everybody's preferred way of doing yes, it because you yeah. can hear the audio a little bit better. I will play this clip for you. I'll come back, see if you can identify the song. You ready to try it? I'm ready. All right. Hang on, Andrew. Here we go. This is our first loop. I'm telling you, the key is to catch the first, first. little bit of it because you lose it after a little while. Andrew, any idea? You able to play it one more time for me? Well, I'll do it just for you. Hang on. This is it. One more time. Here we go. And that's all I'm going to give you. All right. So let's go back to him. Andrew, I need an answer. No idea. All right. That is not it. By the way, text in if you know the answer, because uh, if we don't, if it looks like we're not going to get a winner, we may call up yes. a texter and see if they can identify, and we'll choose that randomly. I'll go to Michael next. Hey, Michael. Hey, you guys rock. Hey, All right, same one. I'm going to put you on hold. Listen closely, and here is the loop. Are getting some correct answers on the text, so it's not impossible. All right, Michael, any idea? Uh, the wheels on the bus. No. <laughs> the wheels on the bus? I commend your uh, attempt, sir, but that is incorrect. All right, we'll go to another one. We'll do three. All right, so we'll go to Sean. Hey, Sean. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. All right, bud, you want to hear that again? 
No, I'm going to just take a shot at it. I think it's sabotage. It is not sabotaged, but thank you, man. We appreciate oh, it. I can see that, that, uh, that right. kind of power cord at the beginning there. No, incorrect. Do you Can you guys identify Casey I, and no. I? I'm not getting it. You guys See, got it? It's a hard one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I probably wouldn't have got it. Actually, Marissa played it for me yesterday. I was able to identify the band, but I could not identify the song. Me neither. Uh, so we will see if we can get somebody who does indeed know the answer to it, and I think we might have that person on the line now. So let's go to him. Nick, are you there? Yeah! Yeah! Nick is definitely there. Uh, Nick, what song is that? All Apologies, Nirvana. Yeah. That is oh, it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All Apologies. Let's yeah. see if you hear it now. That was it right there. Do you know what throws you off, too, is that the, the guitar can, it continues in a drone underneath it. Yes. It like throws you off. Yep, yep, exactly. All right, so you got it right. What are we going to give to Nick? Nick, you got a case of Fathead Sunshine Daydream Session IPA. It's always sunshine in Philadelphia, so be sure to pick up a 15-pack of Sunshine Daydream Session IPA, the perfect beer of summer from Fathead's Brewery, one of America's most awarded breweries. All right. Cheers. We got the tough one out of the way. Let's move on and see if we can get somebody else else on board who wants to take a crack at this. It's Kathy. Hi there, Kathy. Hello. How are you? Wonderful, Kathy. So we're playing loop. There it is. And we got a fresh one for you. You ready? Um, I'm ready. All right. Hang on just a second. And here is your loop. That's a hard one, man. It is hard. I don't think I could have gotten that one. Kathy? That is a hard one. Um, Oh, can you do it again? One more time. Hang on just a second. Here we go. Listen to the very beginning of it, which is right now. By the way, I see some guy just banging his head on the table with each one of those. All right. Yeah. We're going to go back to Kathy. I need an answer. I don't know. Don't stop believing. No, don't stop believing. But thank you for at least throwing a title out there. That is incorrect. Uh, Remember, text (laughs) in if you think you know the answer to this. It's, it's really hard. Like, if you don't get it right away, oh, yeah. you, you're done. You're it's gone. gone. You're done. Yeah, it's, like, it's like a dream that you don't stop yeah. and think about. Yeah. It just disappears. Because everything you think you know suddenly just gets washed away because it now it takes yeah. on a life of its own. There's like a moment of yeah. recognition, and then I lost that moment, and now I, I have no idea what this one is. All right. Let's see if Stephanie knows. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. Good morning. It. Good morning. Good morning it. Do you need to hear that clip again? I do. But first. Can I let you know that it's my birthday today? Oh, yes. Birthday. So we should just give her. No. It <laughs> would not be fair. How old are you today, Stephanie? 36. Oh, you're just getting started. All right, hang on, Stephanie. Here is the loop. I mean, that's you would torture that. people yeah. with that. I love that. All right, let's try her out. All right, Stephanie, I'm going to need a guess, please. I don't have a guess. I can't get that, but I am definitely headbanging in my car, getting heading into work. <laughs> All right, well, there okay. you go. Thanks nice for awesome. doing that. Have a great birthday. Thank you, Stephanie. One more guess. We'll go to Ryan. Hi there, Ryan. 
Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, Ryan. All right. Do you know? Absolutely not. Oh. Oh. Maybe I'll play it one more time. Let's see if we can come back. Listen closely. All right. I'll even give a hint. This is right before the guitar solo. Okay, if that helps. All right. Uh, no clue. Ryan, did that do it for you? No. Sorry. Uh, thanks anyway, man. We'll see you later. All right, so Ryan didn't get it right. That means we need to go to a texter, see if we can find a winner, because people were getting it correct on the text board. It's amazing. A lot of guesses all over the place, but I saw several of them uh, actually stumble across the right one. So we'll indeed try and get ourselves a winner here. And uh, while we're waiting for that texter to come up, actually, they're up now, so I can go to them. Uh, It is Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey. All right, Mike. Gadzooks. Tell everybody what song that is. Is it Rebel Yell by Billy Idol? It is. You are correct. And here's the uh, here's the actual whole clip here. You heard it right there, right? Raise these screens before going into the guitar solo. All right, so Mike's a winner. What do we have for him? All right, for you, Mike, we are going to hook you up with dinner and a movie package, including a pair of tickets to see the highly anticipated sequel, Top Gun Maverick, on Monday, May 23rd at 7 p.m. at the AMC Neshaminy Plus, a $25 Applebee's gift card. Top Gun Maverick hits theaters on Friday, May 27th. So I wonder if, you know, you have uh, Siri now can identify a song if you ask it to identify. Huh. Is that too short a clip or in repetition? Would it be able to identify something like that? Anybody want to try it with their phone? Or uh, we could... Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Or, or maybe we'll find out. People yeah, we'll can, do it after. Can cheat that way. Yeah. All right, we'll go to... Cheat. Oh. <laughs> Nobody cheats. We'll go to Katie. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, I jumped ahead, Case. I'm going to have to jump back down here in a second. That's right. She's that. going to get it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Casey's got every confidence in you, Katie. You ready to play? <laughs> Sure. All right, hang on. We got a new one, and here it is. I like that edit. Yes, yeah. that's a good one. All right, Katie, what do you think? Uh, I I really desperately want to know what it is, but I don't. All right, sorry. Oh. Incorrect. Uh, we will go next to Tom, who's been on hold for a little while. Hey, Tom. Hello. All right, Hello. Tom. Do you need to hear that clip again, or do you know what it is? Yeah, I'd like to hear the clip again. Thanks. All right, hang on. Here we go. All right. Tom, that's all we're going to give you. What do you think it is? I, I got nothing. Oh. All right. We will go to Mike. One last Yo. guess for the phones. Yo, Mike, how you doing, buddy? What up, P-Bug? Yo, man. <laughs> Not much roast beef. All right. So do you know what that is? You need to hear it again? Yeah, that's our poison. Nothing but a good time. You got it right. Oh. Yep, that is absolutely correct. Nothing but a good time. Hang on the line, Mike. Here's the actual clip. Nice. Love that. All right, 
case, what do we have? You're going to have a good time on... <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you want a dinner and a movie package, including a pair of tickets to see the highly anticipated sequel, Top Gun Maverick, on Monday, May 23rd. It's going to be at 7 p.m. at the AMC in the Chamonix. Plus, you get a $25 Applebee's gift card. Top Gun Maverick hits theaters next Friday, May 27th. All right. We'll go over to the phones and try a new one. It's uh, Jordan that we have. Hi, Jordan. Is your name Jordan? Thornton? All right. um, I'll put you on hold. I'll come back. Try that again. Let's go to Jack now. Hi, Jack. Hey. All right, Jack. We have a new loop. You ready to try this? Sure. All right. Good Good luck. Fired up. (laughs) I think he's he's terrified. Concentrate. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Called in. You know. I guess so. Why are you bothering me? All right. Here we go. Oh my God! No. No. Okay. Did that hurt you? I can't stand that one. All right. Uh, Marissa's so happy with that. Jack, any idea? I love that beat, but I got nothing. All right, thanks. Sounds like somebody's a robot with tickets, too. All right, Doug next. Hi, Doug. Yeah! (laughs) Yeah! All right, Doug. (laughs) Would you like to hear that again? Uh, Might as well. Yeah, only because Nick wants to. Here we go. Here it is. And the robot's angry at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so Doug, nice. what song is that? Uh, I got nothing. Oh, oh, man, we have to hear it again. All right, I'm going to go back to Jordan, <laughs> who I tried to get on a moment ago and was not responding. Jordan, are you there? Office. Office. <laughs> yes, indeed. Jordan, do you need to hear that clip again? Uh, yes, please. All right, hold on. Here is the loop. Here we go. Okay. That's like a bad alarm clock. (laughs) All right, Jordan, what is that? It's pretty tough. Uh, Ramblin' Man. No. Ramblin' Man. No, sorry, buddy. All right. No, it's not. We'll get a texter in just a moment. While we have a second, uh, I will mention that we do have the I Believe for Presidency blood drive coming up, and you can now... Uh, get yourself an appointment at WMMR.com. We're going to be at two different locations. First time we're doing this in yeah. two separate locations. We figure the bigger the better, the more... Uh, the better here. Yeah, exactly. So, Friday, June 24th, live casino and hotel Philadelphia and the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. Uh, donation times are between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Walk-ups are not permitted. There are some eligibility guidelines. We highly recommend you go through those before you show up for that. All donors will get a Preston Eve reusable tote bag. Totes my goats. <laughs> Courtesy of Window Nation and the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt as well. So make sure that you get yourself signed up. We're excited for that Friday, June 24th. And a Friday, which is yeah, something no we're less. trying out as well. All right. Um, we're going to go to our texter, Nathan. Hey there, Nathan. Hello. I hear you know what song that is. What is it? Is it Rock the Casbah by The Clash? It is. Oh! Hang on a second, Nate. This is uh, the full portion of that. Here we go. Right here. Yeah. So just that part that... 
God. <laughs> this, part, this text that came in is how I feel. It's an audio version of a strobe light. Like, it feels like it's yeah. just okay. this repeating thing that's... Uh, Anyway, bad. Congratulations there there are audio things that can send you into a, mm. uh, a seizure. Yeah. Uh, in fact, Steamboat Willie, that first uh, it did it to people. Cartoon, absolutely. If you wow. listen to it, sometimes there's like this sound in it, and yeah. it can it can mess with you. It's like when a dangerous, like when a car window is down. Yep. A little oh bit. my god, yep. that is exactly. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to pass out. When yeah, that totally. Same type of sensation. There, there's a light that a specific light that does it to me as well. well. Yeah, okay. they're, they're, that's right. At the beginning of uh, video games, they'll tell you if you have that light sensitivity yeah. to yeah. avoid it. Also, well, Nick. Uh, this song will put, put people in a, um, into a seizure as well. Got some rye bread in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Casey, what do we have for Nathan? For Nathan, we got a case of Fathead Sunshine Daydream Session IPA. It's always sunshine in Philadelphia, so be sure to pick up a 15-pack of Sunshine Daydream Session IPA, the perfect beer of summer, from Fathead's Brewery, one of America's most awarded breweries. Cheers. All right, we will go to our next caller, and that is Ryan. Who's Ryan. on the line? Hey, Ryan. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's good. That almost sounds like a cowboy or something yeah. like that. Almost like a yacht. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, Ryan, we have a new one. How have you done so far in this game? Um, not so great. That's no, right. no, Let's no. fix that. Hang on the line. Here is your loop. Oh, oh that's Getting you now, Kathy. <laughs> All right, we'll go back to uh, Ryan and see if we can get the answer. Ryan, do you know? Uh, um, it's you know Jimmy Eat World. I just I need the name of the song, bud. He's gone. He Is gone? he gone? Yeah, oh, he's gone. Oh, he hung up. Oh well, that's weird. Okay, well, damn let me, it. Let me go to Jay then. Hi, Jay. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Jay. All right, would you like to hear that loop again? No, I think I'm good. All right, what is it? The middle, Jimmy H. Rope. You got it. Yeah. 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 Hang on a second, Jay. See, that was the easiest of a lot, I yeah. think. Yeah, it's the very beginning yeah. of the song, so kind of easy to pick up. Uh, here's the actual clip. Yeah. <laughs> and that is that. Easy one. All right, Case, what do we All have All right, for? Jay, you got a pair of tickets to see Burt Kreischer Sunday, hey. September 4th at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Now, tickets for both of Burt's shows, September 3rd and 4th, will go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m., Go to WMMR.com for all of the details. All right. And we have a new loop all set up and ready to go. That one it will be for Andrew. Hi there, Andrew. There's nothing on here. <laughs> yes. There's nothing on here. All right. So we're going we're gonna to roll one okay. for you here, Andrew. Hang on the line. And let's see if you can get. Hang on a second. I got to yep. wait for it. All right. See if you can get this one. Here we go. Marissa has outdone herself <laughs> uh-huh. on she these today. Wow, that's a hard one, Andrew. What the heck is I that? I know, I know, right? The Any hell? guess? <laughs> I have a guess. Put me back on hold. All right. <laughs> Sorry, bud. We gotta let you go. All right. Jeez. Let's try and remember. If you know this one, text in about it. I think this this might be a stumper. 
Uh, we'll go to Jimbo. Hey, Jimbo. They did it. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> All right. Let's pass it. Jimbo, pass it. let's see if you can do it. I'm going to play this again because I know you probably don't know it, but here is the clip. You're going to recognize it when you hear it, when you when you have it in context, but that's hard. All right, Jimbo? The hell is that? All right, same thing as before. The hell? Sorry, buddy. What is that crap? All right, we'll go to one more, and this is Shuvi. Hey, Shuvi. Hey, sorry to bother you through at work. It's all right. All right, Shuvi, do you need to hear that again? One more time. All yeah. right, here we go. Listen Jesus. closely. By the way, somebody texted in and is guessing Angry Bees. Yeah. <laughs> no. By the way, a lot of people are getting it right. Uh, they so, shows you, man. Uh, Shuvi, any idea? Um, I Again, I'm not certain, but I think that might be um, Kiss, maybe. No. Kiss, maybe. I'll stop you yeah. the song no. Maybe uh, by Kiss. No, wrong band, <laughs> wrong song. Everything's on. But this we do, one's called Maybe. We do have a texter that uh, wants to take a stab at it. Hi, Paul. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, bud. All right, do you know what song that is? That is Whole Lot of Love. What a whole lot of love. Yes, that's correct. You got it, Paul. Hang on. It's in that middle swirly theremin section yes. of the song. And here's the, the context. Pretty wild, right? All right. And so, for Paul, we have a prize. We got dinner and a movie package, including a pair of tickets to see the highly anticipated sequel, Top Gun Maverick, on Monday, May 23rd at 7 p.m. AMC in the Chamonix, plus a $25 Applebee's gift card. Top Gun Maverick hits theaters on May 27th. Nummy. Right. <laughs> uh, we're going to set up a new one here, and uh, we have time for a couple more, I think. Yeah, a we'll, couple. We'll go to, uh believe, Mike. Hey, Mike, are you there? Oh, All right. Wow. Okay. Hi, Mike. <laughs> I always forget that we have yeah. Mrs. Hi, Mike. The Mrs. Brady clip. She's so so nice. So Mike, sweet. there's a new one. Hang on the line. We're gonna play this for you right now. Marissa's is being brutal. Uh huh. Yeah. She's being brutal. All right, we'll go. Hi, back. Mike. Hey, Mike. <laughs> Dear God. Um, I'm just going to take a guess and welcome to the jungle. No. Oh. I appreciate the guess, but that's incorrect. All right. Bye, Mike. Uh, bye, bye, bye Mike. Mike. We need to have a bye, Mike, yeah. if we have one. Uh, let's see. Oh, man, people are hanging up. Yep. Uh, let's go to Mindy. Hi, Mindy. Then. Oh. Mindy. Mindy. Hi. Cindy. Hi, Mindy. Hi. These are hard today. They're very I hard. I know. We're sorry about that. But, but people are getting them. Let me put you on hold, and we'll let okay. you at least take this one in again. Here we go. This is the loop. Hey. 
A surprising amount of people are getting the text uh, on the text messages correct. So, Mindy, give us your best shot. Uh, is it Panama? No, oh. not Panama. Right, but decent guess. Very good guess. All right, and then one more on the phone lines. Dave. Hi there, Dave. Dave! <laughs> Yoo-hoo! <laughs> All right, Dave. <laughs> Dave, do you need to hear that again? Sure, go for it. One last time. Here we go. <laughs> They're playing the MMRBQ. Ah! All right, Dave. Um... I got nothing. All I right. have no idea. All right, all right. I got nothing. Thank you anyway, bud. We appreciate it. All right, we got a texter. The texter is Mike. Yo, Mike. Mike. Hi, Mike. Hey, how, you, how you guys doing? <laughs> Great, Mike. <laughs> Hi, Mike. <laughs> Mike, do you know what song that is? That is Cult of Personality, Living Cult. You got it. Yeah, absolutely correct. Playing the MMRBQ on Sunday. That's about the Brady Bunch. This is right when they go into the guitar solo. Here is that clip. That's not the section of the song where I came The about. last thing you have to fear is Mike Brady. Yeah. Uh, hang on. We got to get to the part. It's coming up. By the way, Vernon Reed, live, playing those guitar solos. Incredible. And here it is. Love it. Can't wait to see those guys. And, and Corey Glover, his, his energy is just incredible. So, Case, what do we have for Mike? All right, for Mike, I'm actually going to hook him up with a pair of tickets to see Burt Kreischer Sunday, September 4th at the Hard Rock Hotel Casino in Atlantic City. Hi, Mike. Now, right. tickets for both of Burt's shows, September 3rd and 4th, will go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. And you can find all the details you need at WMMR.com. All right, we'll get another one ready to go. Uh, Case. Yeah, it's got to be our just, last one, I think. Right, this will be our last Oh, let's see oh. here. Ooh. Oh. Maybe that okay. one? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I haven't heard the loop, but that one looks like uh, the most fun. All right. So we'll go to Scott. Hi there, Scott. Hey, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Scott. We have a new one. The last one. You ready to take it all? Uh, yeah. I'll Every inch of it? Every inch of it. Yep. All right. Hold on a second. Down to the root. Here is... Uh... <laughs> all right. <laughs> here's the... It's going to hurt. Here's the loop. Here we go. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Did you guys get that yeah. one? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh Scott? Uh yeah. What is that? I'm gonna say Boy George, Coca Chameleon. <laughs> what is it? Come Co- Coca so close. <laughs> um What's... Karma, 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 Karma Chameleon. Yeah, yeah Coca Chameleon. Yes. Coca Chameleon? <laughs> By the way, 
Yeah. All your friends and family that are listening from now on are going to call that song Coca Camille. <laughs> so hang on, and here's what we have for you, Scott. All right, Scott, we got a four pack of passes for our screening of the Bob's Burger movie. It's going to be on Wednesday, May 25th, 7 p.m. at the UA King of Prussia. From 20th Century Pictures, the Bob's Burger movie hits theaters on May 27th. All right, and here is the play the bring down gotcha. the full clip. Here we go. Coca Chameleon. So, can you play this over the the uh, studio system, and I, I'll ask Siri if they can identify the song. Uh, I'll have to turn the microphones off all right, all right. Uh, to play the play the. Or the just loop. put up to your uh, your headphones. All right, I can do that. Yeah, play, play the loop. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Hang on. Let me hey, that up and identify. Did you say that again? I, <laughs> identify this song. Identify this song. No. Just said F you. <laughs> all right, all right. Go F yourself. All right. It's all right. Well, thank you for playing Loop. There it is, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. I love this no, game. I didn't yeah. recognize it. Damn. Love, love, love this game. Thank you to Marissa Magnata. Yeah. Doing all the work. Getting all those Whoa. loops together. We still have a bunch left over, and at some point we will uh, do it again. All right. We'll loop it there and again. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment, so make sure you stay with us. We will not be gone long. Hey, it's Steve. It's been over two years since we had a live performance in the Preston and Steve studio. This week, that changed. We welcomed The Warning, a rockin' trio of sisters from Mexico, and damn, did they blow us away. Check out our conversation with the band and this historical performance at PrestonandSteve.com. One more time, can I get a hey? Hey! Hey! There was this story that I was reading yesterday, and I thought you guys would find this interesting. Um, and it has to do with this uh, couple getting a divorce. Yes. And uh, splitting up their assets and so on. So it was uh, more than three years after the high-profile divorce proceedings of New York real estate developer Harry McElow mm. and his wife Linda, their art collection has now become the most expensive to ever Sell oh, at I auction. I saw this. This is so in in all of recorded yes auction history. Yes, their art collection is the most expensive that is ever sold at auction. That's Steve, saying a lot. Nine hundred and twenty-two point two million dollars. Oh, nine hundred and twenty-two. Just shy of a billion dollars. It's like a billion. It's pretty much like a billion. It's like a billion. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was over the course of two sales. What am I being? What am I being? What am I being? What am I being? I can't say it. you? The guy over here. The guy over here. Stop in your hand. You now you get confused. Going twice. Going twice. Going one. What? You're better than that. you? Should have hired him. <laughs> Uh, Balboa, Balboa's, uh, Balboa's auctions. Yeah, yeah, and up next is this Monet. What is it? Monet. 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 Not Monet. <laughs> but wait till you hear the stuff that was in this, okay? An initial batch of 35 artworks went under the hammer last November, including pieces by Pablo Picasso, Andy Warhol, uh, Cy Toomley, 
Uh, a work by abstract painter Mark Rothko fetched $82.5 million. Jesus. While Jackson Pollock's number 17, 1951, sold for over $61 million to set a new record for the artist's work. And on Monday evening, the final 30 works sold for a combined $246.1 million with works by Jeff Koons, Gerhard Richter, Willem de Kooning, and Agnes Martin. So they cleared out their storage shed. Uh, essentially, highlights included another untitled painting by Rothko, which sold for $48 million, and a self-portrait by Andy Warhol that fetched $18.7 million. And by the end of the night, it was a white glove sale, meaning that every work had been sold. So they got rid of everything. Wow. So these people... I don't have white gloves. These people... <laughs> had their own museum of fine art. And fine art by meaning some the most expensive paintings in the world. In the world. Uh, and with the facility, or the would you assume that this gallery was in New York as well? I don't think it was a gallery. I it was think their they, own they private just collection. owned it. Right, yeah. yeah, it was their private collection. Now, well, Steve, which I assume you display it somewhere, though, right? Why, why would you... Yeah. Why would you squirrel that away in a safe? Well, in the be... story that I read, it yeah. did not indicate if they had given these on loan. But they, they lent it out for parties. Yeah. And, well, if they didn't give it on loan to, to museums or not, or they could have just yeah. could have filled their home. Or they just store it. many, many homes with these artworks. You, you, you know, a lot of times they'll buy it just to store it because it's just a it's a, an investment. An investment. Oh, my God. Yeah. It would appreciate a value. So that was my mm. question is, uh, A, anybody listening, if you know somebody who has... A really expensive piece of art. I would like to hear about that. Yes. So what do they do with it? I don't know anybody who has real expensive, like a painting or a sculpture. Um, and then you, these all don't they all appreciate over time? Uh, I guess part? some more than others, and certainly depending on the artist and the collection and what's in. Kathy, your Beanie Baby collection. Yes, yes. I keep it in um, cases. <laughs> I have an alarm on it, right. so if anybody yeah. um, pulls the plastic case right. off, it'll go off. It goes yeah, off yeah. Immediately, you got to um, make sure that's moisture controlled. Right. I need to make sure that I get all of my fish concert posters in the divorce. That's that's the one thing that I oh, need. Yes. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I am not splitting that. But actually, one of my concert posters is. Uh, I mean, they they buy yeah. you buy it for seven five bucks. It is last time I saw it was like five hundred bucks. I mean, that's probably that, the most expensive piece of art I have. Well, that's okay. awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, some some people will though make the investment, and you may not be someone of incredible means, mm-hmm. but just you 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 use it as investment. You throw the money that you do have to, in, to invest into a piece of art. Listen, I've seen uh, some things that go up for auction, specifically uh, rock memorabilia, and more specifically Beatles. Where if there was a piece of artwork by John Lennon, because he did a lot of sketches, That's right. that was going for, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars, I would wonder, I have wondered if it would be worth it for me to be able to do what I needed to financially to get that money. Because you know it only appreciate appreciate value. And I would love to have something like that, but I wouldn't want to hang on to it forever. I would want it as a monetary investment, but to have it... Own it, be able to appreciate it in private for a while, mm-hmm. and then maybe sell it for a profit later on. Yeah, it like, seems pretty awesome, but there's no way I'd ever so do it. So in the investment no way I'd world, ever do it. it's like with this art, and, I, and I'm a, a total neophyte when it comes to this stuff. What, what in the in the world of investment, how how does high art stack up against the other things? You yeah. know, like uh, other things, diamonds, yeah, like or real estate, real estate, or whatever. That's a good question. I, I don't know what the answer is, Steve. But like Preston, to your point, I, I have a hard time. 
envisioning wanting to collect something like this purely as an investment. For yeah. me, any of these purchases are for the purchase of pleasuring, yeah. uh, pleasuring. yourself with the with the, uh, with the, with the with tools the and the brushes no, no, and this no, kind no. of thing where you rub it on <laughs> and you take out the, with your penis and no, the, the, the enjoying the splatting and the whole You're thing. You're buying the art because you love it. You're buying the Beatles memorabilia because you love it and, and you yes. get pleasure out of that invest, out of that purchase but not, to me, like the then selling of it down the road, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't compute in my brain. You know what I mean? You're, I know no, I know exactly what you're saying. So for like me, uh, the, even just on a basic level, I, so I have my, my Batman stuff, which is, yes, you know, of course, it's real low, low level. It appreciates a bit. But there are people who will collect like toys. If you watch Collector's Corner, which I do, uh, you got if you keep it in the original package, that means everything. But, but would you ever sell any of your stuff? I, you know, I don't. I think I would give it to people That's to pass the joy on. So you're you not know? buying it as a financial I'm, investment, right? Right. But I'm no, talking I'm not. about the type of thing that you could use as collateral if you right. needed to. You know what I mean? Would you? Like, uh, well, maybe if I had to. You know, I mean, huh. if, if you had something that was of that value and you needed a loan and you had, you know, I see. I guess you could use just, it as collateral. It's beyond my level of understanding because when I think of investments, I think of like stocks or real estate yeah, or something right. along those lines. I don't think of collectibles as investments. Hey, but but they, they do. They'll do this assessment like at the end of Collector's Corner. Uh, right. And they'll run through all the stuff and they will base it on all sorts. There's all sorts of parameters that determine whether the worth of something. Uh, and it's amazing. Sometimes you'll be, you'll look at this guy's collection you're thinking, this, what is this crap worth? And it'll be like right. a million, uh, $1.2 million. Like, mm-hmm. Jesus. Uh, the McElroy collection soared past the previous record for the highest value of a single art collection. Uh, the Peggy and David Rockefeller collection, which uh, reached a total of eight hundred and thirty-five point one million dollars at Christie's in nineteen or in uh, twenty eighteen, uh, the Maclows married in their early twenties in nineteen fifty-nine, uh, had since accrued all of their significant assets together, including a seventy-two million dollar apartment, Jeez. a yacht, and multiple commercial properties, according to the documents. And they started their art collection shortly after they got married, so they must have had money right away. I'm guessing. If they were in their 20s. They, they worked st- at Sears for a while. <laughs> they started their uh, art collection. Yeah, they probably started with a good bundle. Uh, Giacometti's Lenez sold for $78.4 million, while Andy Warhol's Nine Marylands fetched $47.4 million in the first auction. What would be for us? It's nine of them. If you have, it's nine. Nine. Instead of a gavel, he's he's hitting his his, head. his, yeah, his head on the on the. That's what it's called. What will I take? What will I get for this? Um, hang on, let me go to. Uh, I have Steve. Hi, Steve. Good morning. Hey man, been a hoot about forty something. Yeah. Oh wow, <laughs> it's it's accident. Accident. That's all. That's all. What's up, Steve? How's it going? Um, so I was calling to tell you that there's. For those of us who are not like super rich, you can uh, you can actually buy shares of famous artwork through various websites. Steve, so I just I, I, shares. I just saw this. I just saw somebody advertise. Is this a relatively new phenomenon? Uh, I think so. Yeah, and you can basically own like a. a, a a, oh, a wow. fraction of a famous piece of art, and then when it sells, you get your dividends. Do you know where I saw it, Steve? Advertised it, the artist, the uh, what is it, who had his painting shredded, self Preston uh, Banksy. Banksy, yeah. yeah. So, so you Banksy, it, yeah. and I saw, I saw, and this is exactly what Steve is mentioning. You, you basically buy a percentage of the value of a like a Banksy work of art, mm-hmm. and no, that's that's it. Mm. Is it something you've entertained doing, Steve? I, I actually have, yeah. It's it's something I came across, and I was like, oh, this sounds like you know, because who doesn't want to 
who doesn't want to make money off of this? Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, it, it has been something I've entertained. I haven't, I haven't pulled the trigger on anything yet because it's kind of, it's an interestingly right. new concept. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah. What are, what are some of the the share prices that you've seen? You know, to... I, I, that I don't know yet. Okay. I, I, that I haven't, I haven't dug in enough. But uh, okay. yeah, it's, I, I imagine it's kind of whatever. Whatever you can afford. Well, that's, that's the way it was presented anyway. Yeah, okay. it sort of gives you a, a, a bit of ownership of something Thanks, you Steve. would not otherwise be able to own outright. I was just wondering if it, if it, if it splits up like a company like stocks. Like like it's X amount, you know, it's twenty five per share. They take out an exacto like knife and they cut your they piece cut out. piece off and send it <laughs> to you. you. I've seen nice. this. I've seen this portrayed in in TV and movies. And I don't know if it's accurate. I assume that it but it might be, but um, using art collections uh, for tax shelters yes. and also for laundering money. Yes, because you can buy something. the world of art. The world yeah. of art is huge right. with fraud and and uh, and money manipulation. And you can use uh, that as an investment because there are these tax shelters, and so you can buy an eighty five million dollar Monet or whatever, and then not have to pay taxes on that. It's money. Thank you, money. Money. <laughs> Count the money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and listen, again, this is beyond my realm of understanding, but I know, or at least I've seen that being uh, portrayed. By the way, listen to this uh, little detail about their divorce. In 2018, during their proceedings, a New York State Supreme Court judge ordered the McElows to sell 65 artworks from their collection and split the profits after the couple's. Uh, hired experts provided vastly different appraisals hmm. of what some of the artworks were worth. So they were ordered to sell that stuff in order to split up their assets because they couldn't agree on evenly splitting it up, I guess. So uh, on, on, a, on one level off this, imagine you're the lawyers doing this whole thing, your billable <laughs> hours, the percentage you're going to make off all oh, this stuff. Be wonderful. Uh, let me go to Mark, who has a big collection himself of something. Hi, Mark. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Mark? Zeppelin, and I started collecting when I was about 15, mm-hmm. and now I'm told uh, I have the second largest collection in the world. You have the second largest collection of Led Zeppelin memorabilia? Who, who told you this? Was it somebody who had the, the credit the to... Guy, the, the guy who had the most. Oh, all right. Wow. <laughs> Give us an example, Mark, of, uh, of some of the things, bought, and your most... Bought, and, hold on, and your most expensive items. I bought a 70 record set in the early eighties I'd say for six hundred and fifty bucks and now it's worth thirty grand. Whoa. Thirty grand. Wow. Wow. So the is collection's it... worth about half a mil now. Half the whole a mil. Co- the whole collection. Do you have it displayed? Uh, some of it in my house, but I had to move so not, not a lot of it is, but to wow. next point, I'm turning sixty three in a couple months. Uh-huh. I don't need this stuff anymore. Right. Yeah. So, Earn my kids, my kids can't really do much with it. I mean, except sell it. Yeah. So I think I'm just going to start selling it off piece by piece and just make money for retirement. Probably, mm-hmm. you know, idea. It, it's funny because somebody that we know that who collects uh, comic books, when he needed money and he has a good collection, he went and he ended up selling his comic book collection, Preston, for about twenty four grand. Whoa, grand. really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and Mark, will you just hang on to the things that uh, that you just really love? The things I like to look at, yeah, yeah. But the things that are worth a lot of money, I'm going to get rid of. I wow. think that happens a lot, Mark. And, and with talking about having Preston, there was the guy who had the Beatles memorabilia, and then just kind of 
said, I've been sitting on this for too long. I think there's a lot of Ringo stuff. Well, it, it was Ringo himself. Oh, was it? Ring, You're right. Ringo had all these these drum kits and, and pieces. and they were Wait, just, I'm in the band. He <laughs> held on to them, you know, because they were valuable in, in uh, you know, just in general yeah. for, for rock history. And after a while, he was like, this is stupid. Yeah. yeah. So pe- people could be appreciating this and enjoying well, one this. Of, one of my friends has had, a, well, it's gone now. He had a huge, he collected Beatles, I collected Led Zeppelin, and we'd go to record shows and we'd buy all kinds of crap. And he, his whole house was full of Beatles stuff. Oh, okay, I thought there was more to that. But uh, he, had Paul, he had John Lennon's corpse in his house. Oh, stop it. No. Be emotional, but he dropped dead. <laughs> Oh, oh man, I'm sorry to hear that. Did his did his family take over his collection, Mark? Yeah, and they gave it to an auction house. Oh, oh wow. there you go. Well, listen, okay. that's that is an investment. Then is your stuff insured, Mark? Uh, you you have to enumerate everything in a document. I have so much stuff. Okay, I would. Well, you All probably right. have your general insurance would cover it. I mean, you, oh, I don't think so. Now, when I went to get insurance for it, they're like it's like a stamp collection or a coin collection. It has to be insured separately. All right, all right. Well, Mark, good luck with everything, works. and uh, you know, let us know if that stuff's up for sale. You never know, some big Zeppelin fans around here might want to buy some of that. Well, oh, I'm sure that. Okay, right, thanks, very Mark. cool, man. Appreciate right, it, man. Have a good one. Well, take care, bud. You too. All right, how about this? Let me go to uh, Frank. Hi, Frank. Good morning. Hi, how are you? Great, Frank. Uh, we're talking about, uh, you know, art collection and, and so on. You have something really special. When I was 12 years old, my parents used to take me to art auctions all the time, and I kind of got interested in it, and I was a huge Salvatore Dali fan. So I purchased a artist print by Salvatore Dali called the Invention Series. It's of an automobile. Okay. And I, I bought it just thinking it was a, late, a nice picture that I wanted to hang on to. And now, of course, I'm 55, and I'm thinking I'm going to sell it. I can't figure out what it's worth. Oh, you were, you were losing you. Hold on, you were breaking up. Uh, can you give us that last part again? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get rid of it now. I'm 55, but I can't seem to figure out what's worth it. They're telling me I need to get. You, you're you're looking appraise. for some way to He's appraise the appraise, value yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. Now, let me. Ask, so, well, this is a, this is a copy of the the the, the piece. Yeah, I think artist prints are the, they do an original, and then the studio basically comes up with a screen printing method that produces. Artist signed copies of the original. Yeah, there's okay. usually like uh, uh, 300 of them or something. There's a limited run of the screen printings, and those have value. They're not quite as valuable as the original, uh, but especially if you get a signed copy. So it's signed by Dolly? It is signed, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dolly Parge. Yeah, oh, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. <laughs> uh, Dolly. I wish yeah. I could help you, Frank. I don't know what direction you take to, uh, uh, but I would imagine out there on the web, you're going to be able to find some info on how you can. Move something like that, but uh, that's interesting. Thanks, Frank. Yeah, I didn't know about that. The artist mm. print, so yeah. so it it would be it would be uh, you know uh, approved of by the artist, correct? And then if they actually sign it, then that gives it a, a tremendous amount of value. And it's a special printing. Uh, my parents have one that's autographed uh, and and signed to them. And my mom's uh, first name is Betsy, and her name is spelled B E T S Y, and the artist signed it to her B E T S E Y. And uh, they're like, okay, you know, but but yeah. it was already written on the print, um, and so there's there's nothing you can do about it's it at like, that point. But it's got value because of the artist's um, um, signature auto- autograph for them. Yeah, yeah. As, as your your Paul McCartney um, autograph does. Yeah, even, though it's, even though it's Kenny. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so let me go to uh, I think is it Martine? Is that your name? Yeah. Hi, Martine. 
Hi. All right. So, so yeah, tell us about this. Uh, I believe your uncle has a, an art collection. Yeah, my uncle was like a perpetual bachelor, and uh, that's kind of how he was like dividing his money because he worked for the uh, railroad for years. He had a good pension and stuff. So he had a model train collection set, and then he had all these paintings that he started getting. He had Thomas Kincaid collection yeah. and Andrew Bone. And um, when you get the whole collections, you get these, like, little reprints and stuff. Well, he dropped dead in his house. Um, it'll be a year this weekend. Sorry to hear um, about that. And um, so my, my two aunts were left as the executor and then my mom. And they had to obviously deal with all this. But they found it extremely difficult because trying to find the paintings to put somewhere, you essentially have to find all these auction houses. None of them wanted to put it in their in their home. Um, but then, you know, the house was also going up for sale because you have to insure the paintings, um, and it, it does have to be done separately. And then there was, um, there was something about like the whole collection. So like one auction house, one at whole collection. Right. Um, so there's all, there's one... all, all sorts of, um, so in other words, just because you get something appraised doesn't mean you cannot, you might not get more from another auction house yeah. all right right so his whole collection was appraised for essentially like 25 to 35,000 but when it came down to it everything was essentially like sold piece by piece in like silent auctions one prize piece was more like 10 to 12,000 wow that one had to be separately insured and like driven out to some specific art auction that they were only going to get the money for it so what's what's the what's the assessment West, and that had to be insured martin what's martin what's the assessment of the full collection the, the best dollar figure you've gotten so far? Uh, when they went through the whole um, assessment from his estate, it was twenty five to 35000 but they did not recoup half of that. Half of it went to a silent auction. Right. One made like 3000 His right. model train collection, that all got sold for like 3000 No, Nobody really wants the stuff at the end of the day, and you're, mm. when something like that happens and your stuff, the family's trying to offload it, it, it's it's a big it's a big mess and the money see he bought some of them back in like the 80s he started collecting and stuff and um what you think you would get the money for you really don't so my, right. my aunt and my mom all each picked um one painting that they really liked and they kept them put in their house for like okay. sentimental value mm -hmm. but it was emotional for them they felt really bad like watching it because this is how he had put his investments in and it just Nothing really appreciates, oh, you know, that, that, that is a letdown. Thomas yeah. Kincaid, there's a ton of Thomas Kincaid. There are actually Thomas Kincaid stores and malls where they'll yeah. sell his collections. Okay. He's, he's mostly known for these rusty Christmas, you know, landscapes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of Bob yeah, Ross. Uh, yes. Yeah. Collection of one of them. There was like one special one that he had like 12 collections of them and he had every single one of the paintings. Yeah. So like it was supposed to be worth more because he had like every one of whatever specific series this guy did. But apparently and not. Everybody was like, no, no, yeah. yeah it was, and then the Andrew Bone ones are um, like African animals. They're just like all these different African animals. So it's mm. like they're they're worth money, but you know people don't want a big giraffe. Well, there <laughs> you go. Yeah, yeah. Right. Thank you, Martine. Appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. Speaking of the Bob Ross stuff, that uh, you know, he never sold no. any of no. his stuff yeah. ever. It's in a warehouse somewhere, and the family vows that it will never be sold. Right? I think we've talked the, about well, that before. There's controversy about it now yeah. because of the value, yeah. and so people will buy it. And so it's it's you know the uh, you ever see the art of the steel? It's about the Barnes Foundation, and basically the Barnes Foundation was in Lower Marion, and then they moved to downtown Philadelphia. And the premise behind all of it, long story short, is that there's just so much money to be made that they were able to, despite this guy's ironclad will of never moving it out of Lower Marion, move it to the parkway. Right. And the reason that it's on the parkway now, it, when it comes down to it, is money. Yep. So at some point, 
I bet you Bob Ross's collection will be up for sale because okay. there's just so much money to be made there. Hang on. Speaking of money, CJ has a big collection that's worth a lot. Hi, CJ. Good morning. Hello? Yeah, you're on the air, CJ. Hey, what's going on, man? Yo, bud. All right, it says here you got a big collection worth a lot of money. What is it? Well, I got a, well, I got a 1942 WLA Harley Davidson. It was wartime Harley. Comes with, it came with a painting that was wartime painting. The painting I was told is worth about two grand, but with the bike, they say it's about worth ninety to a hundred thousand bucks. Whoa! So it's a motorcycle and a painting, and together it's worth over a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, right about a hundred grand together. Separate, the bike's probably worth forty, fifty. The painting's only worth two, three grand, but together with the magic numbers, everything's right about a hundred grand. Wow. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Would so you kinda, sell it? Yeah. Yeah. Would you? Say, yeah, I would consider selling it. I've had it for. For a couple years now, I got it for a pretty good price at auction. The price of Harley's, price of vintage bikes is shooting up. So. No, so, yeah, that's it, it's pretty amazing. Interesting. All right, yeah. CJ, yeah. thanks, man. World War II stuff. Yeah. Uh, let me see. We're going to have to take a break here in just a second, but let me go to, uh, oh, wait, yeah, because John was a part of an auction here. Let me go to him. Hey, John, good morning. What's up, fellas? Love the show, man. Oh, thanks, thanks bud. Um, Appreciate it. So listen, so la- over the pandemic, like five years ago, maybe actually longer than that, probably 10 years ago, I started buying all different kinds of pop culture items. And I had a formula that I was going through and I won't get into all that stuff. But like during the pandemic, like everything exploded because I was all into the, the grading. I had like, like literally like the original prints from Japan, Pokemon cards, co- key issues of Batman comics. Right now, actually a guy on eBay like, is negotiating with me because Neil Adams, who's a famous comic book artist, just passed away. Right. And I have a perfectly graded Batman 251, which is like a famous Joker issue that he artist, uh, that he did. So I have I was flown out to Las Vegas by Golden Auctions and they they did a whole special on me like a, made like an eight minute interview uh, video called like Inside the Consigner or something like that and they released it. it was really cool and like they came to my house and did like a whole like twelve hour interview as well. Wow. John, is there but, any but is, have, is there any way we can can see this? Is it is it uh, up totally? For, you know, it was it, a, it, 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 it's on YouTube. You can just type in uh, Golden Auctions guy turns uh, collection into investment strategy. Or okay, something. That's like wow. The name of the thing. It's pretty, it's pretty sweet, but I have, like, uh, I have a couple pieces. Like, I would say it's a little top-heavy, where I would say the top 20 items I have are worth probably 80% of the value. But I have a – last time I totaled it, if everything I got top value, it's about $500,000. What, so, what, and, and it kind of came out of nowhere. Some of the pieces I bought for nothing 10 years ago when nobody thought it was – Let me ask you, John, in, in the pop culture realm, what, what, is, what, is, the, what is the big what's, – what's trading at, for, the, for the most now? Uh, if you're talking about, you know, obviously films, TV, uh, superhero stuff, what, what's, what's the most attractive to investors? I, I would say about in the last 12 months, ever since Logan Paul wore that Pokemon card when he fought Floyd Mayweather, that stuff, if they're graded and they're the originals, like from the, from the early 90s or mid-90s, like those ones are spiking. But they're starting to dip a little bit too. I'd say a lot of the stuff is like this new thing is grading things. Where like a lot of people have comic book collections, but there's like a company called CGC, there's a company called BGS, there's AFA for video games. Uh, I'm sorry, AFA is for toys, uh, video games. There's WADA. They all like grade, but then put them in these like click cases and then give you individual look. The edges are a 9.0, the corners are an 8.5 right. out of 10, whatever. And it and it allows people online or when they're buying and selling, it, you can guarantee. What it is? I I, I, I got that. That makes that makes sense. That makes sense because a lot. My impression is up up to before this process, a lot of it was just sort of, kind of you know. Okay, what does this appraiser say? What is this? But if you have a a grading system, it'll give you more confidence when you do an online transaction. Is that correct? 
Totally. So yeah. like I was when I was in college, I was watching Comic Book Men, which was Kevin Smith's, the yeah. you know, Silent Bob and all that stuff, his show. And they were all about the over the uh, Overstreet Price Guide and stuff. And there's a lot of old school ways that people would grade the stuff. And that kind of just a lot of people got burned over time. And yeah. now it started kind of blowing up these grading agencies. And I would say one of the best items I have, which is really cool, I just wanted to share all in the air. Um, so the the second issue of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic from the eighties, uh, I have Kevin Eastman, the creator of the Turtles, his personal copy graded pretty much 10 out of 10, signed and sketched. He sketched a little turtle on the front. He, he, he signed it the name. And it's literally like he, like it's from the private collection of wow. Kevin Eastman. Wow. So, like, that's the thing. I'll probably be buried in that. I, I want that in my in my <laughs> kind of thing. What, what kind of value does that have right now? Any idea? Uh, I have it up on eBay for about $28,000. <laughs> but someone someone recently, I was just at the Eagles concert uh, at, down at the Wachovia Center when they did the uh, California, what do you call it? Right. Yeah. Coach Coach California. California. And someone offered me about eighty five hundred, and so like that's like you know that's probably more fair what it is, but like that's again I put it at a price where I don't want to sell it. If yeah, someone's willing yeah. to give me that much money, I'll give it away. I guess. Yeah, you'd only if, if you couldn't say no, you you would sell it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, go, go, good wow. luck with that, man. That's awesome. Right, John. Thanks, man. Exactly. Appreciate yeah. it. I'll, I'll actually I'll tweet the video of the interview guys through like your account or whatever. Yes, want to see it? Definitely want to see it. All right, all right man. So it's it, listen. It's a lot of work if you have all that stuff too. You know, it, it, though, if you are an enamored of the stuff, if you're just a fan of it, and you you immerse yourself in that world. And you start trading and things like that. It, it, it's it's more a hobby, is you know, than Nick as you said. Is it what is it more an investment or something out of sheer joy? If you can find a happy medium, that's pretty cool. Well, Harry and Linda Macalo sold their art collection for nine hundred and twenty-two million dollars. <laughs> the 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 most expensive ever to sell at auction. That's unbelievable. So for yeah. nine hundred twenty-two million dollars. Yeah. All right, listen, we'll, let's, uh, let's take ourselves a break. Come back in a second. We'll get into the Bizarre File when we return, so make sure that you stay put. What's new? Glad you asked. The Pretty Reckless. Ghost. Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Uh, you know what, real quick, I've got a couple shout outs. Hey, uh, hey. This one says, hey, uh, no, I'll do that one tomorrow. <laughs> I know you. Well, they get married this weekend. Oh, all right. Uh, but, oh, okay, I'll do it now. Hell with it. You guys are going to jump all over me like that. Uh, this is from Wendell A. Buck Jr. He said, "I'd like to request a big shout out uh, for my son Wendell and future daughter-in-law oh. Kelly." Nice. Uh, they're tying the knot after meeting each other while working as sandwich artists at our local Wawa. And they're getting married this weekend, May 21st. It's great. And he goes on to tell me the story about how uh, he was uh, complaining about uh, terrible entertainment on terrestrial radio. And Kelly told him, nope, you need to listen to this show that I listen to every day. And sure enough, he, he introduced her to our uh, introduced him to our podcast and quickly began uh, became a fan of the show. Uh, and also, uh, I felt the bond with some of the crews that I was born and raised in Buckscow. So I'm constantly rooting for Preston to award some extra points to Team Kathy. <laughs> and I attended her sinus college. Oh, I love right. hearing stories from Casey about the good old her sinus days. That's to both worlds. Yep. So uh, we would like to do a shout out in honor of the marriage of Kelly Campbell and Wendell Buck III. And he says, I am so happy for both of you. So there's a shout out from Wendell A. Buck Jr. And then another quick one. Uh, it says, hey, with the end of school, you're approaching and the coolest teacher awards. Uh, getting handed out. I would love to give a shout out to my beautiful, smart, and selfless wife, Mary Claremont. 
Uh, she's been a teacher in her district for over a decade. She's won Teacher of the Year in the past and is a pillar in the district. Her school is not eligible uh, for coolest teacher, I think, but she is uh, for sure the coolest teacher I know. Anyway, I would love, I love you, babe, and can't wait to raise our next child with you, who is due to arrive on July 8th. Uh. That's nice. Rock on. That is from James Claremont. So here's a shout out for Mary Claremont. All right, let's do the Bizarre Files. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, B-File this morning brought to you by Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's is the only place that you can get your sub Mikey's way because authentic ingredients make all the difference. Be a sub above or a slub above if you like to. (laughs) A Central Texas volunteer fire department is asking people everywhere to keep an eye out for rattlesnakes in the pool toys. Oh, no. Uh, A post from the fire department said when someone picked up one of their pool noodles, a large rattlesnake fell out of it. And they realized later that several baby snakes were still inside as well. Oh, well those are like uh, snake sleeping bags. Yeah, so they said there could be snakes in your pool noodles. Uh, as temperatures rise, the department says that it is common for snakes to look for dark and cool spaces to hide during the day. And they recommended uh, keeping pool toys elevated or sealed if they're being stored outside. Uh, if a snake bites you, by the way, the fire department advises staying calm and heading to the hospital as soon as possible. Be able to describe the snake to the hospital staff as best you can. And do not try to cut at the wound, suck the venom out, or try to capture the snake. Yeah, those don't are, do that. Those are things you are not supposed to do, even though you think you may have to do that. I think I can do this. A Texas couple sued Apple Monday, alleging that their 12-year-old son suffered permanent hearing loss when his AirPods emitted an alert so loud oh, that it tore one of his eardrums. Oh. Yeah, this is terrible, and I totally believe this. Uh, the boy, now 14 and identified in the lawsuit as BG, was using his AirPods Pro with his iPhone to watch Netflix in 2020 when an Amber Alert came through. And uh, it was filed by Carlos Gordoa and Ariana Reyes of uh, San Antonio. BG was notching, watching Netflix on a low volume, uh, but when the Amber Alert was issued, it went off suddenly and without warning at a volume that tore apart his eardrum, Jeez. damaging his cochlea and causing significant injuries to BG's hearing. He will have to wear a hearing aid for the rest of his life. He also suffered from dizziness, vertigo, nausea, and tinnitus. After the incident. Why Why would the buds kick in full volume? If Man, had... It happens on your TV sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, those, uh, those alerts are at a different volume right. than, than our regular viewing because it could scares the hell out of us when, when sometimes it hits. So I don't know. It'd be wild that it would override earbud volume. So the AirPods, according to the suit, uh, do not automatically reduce control limit or uh, increment. Uh, notification or alert volumes mm. to a safe level that causes them to emit. Uh, and the suit added that it was that there are no directions to adjust the alert sound or warnings that he, uh, the volume could be so loud that it would cause uh, damage. Jeez. Uh, the lawsuit said Apple knew or should have known about the defect that caused loud alerts but chose not to fix it. The suit includes examples of customers complaining about the problem online, lamenting that there is no way to adjust alert volume and the suit said that there are hundreds of people seeking a solution to the issue on Apple's support website. Well, I wonder if this will lead to a class action suit. Maybe. Here's a story out of Trenton, New Jersey. A statue of St. Michael that stood nearly 15 feet tall has now been downgraded to just a pair of feet. <laughs> uh, the Angel of Faith statue was stolen last oh, week. Oh, no! 
And the person who stole it left behind nothing but the statue's feet on top of a bronze ball. Uh, the statue was put up in 1986 to commemorate <laughs> a tragic... I know, we're looking at the picture. I mean, it's awful. <laughs> it's just it's the awful. feet, I know. That's uh, ball feet! <laughs> uh, to commemorate a tragic fire at St. Mary's Cathedral. It matters to the locals of Trenton and city officials and skate uh, stakeholders. I thought it said skateboarders. <laughs> and stakeholders... Look at man, there's ball feet on it. ...want the statue back so badly that there uh, is even a small bounty out for it, apparently. Uh, so the statue could not have been easily moved, given its size, according to Trent Mayor Reed Guscoria, Guscura, uh He says that uh, he believes that the crime was planned and would have required a truck to move it. Yes. Uh, with the general assumption that the statue could not be scrapped for a lot of money, uh, New Jersey weed man Ed Forshian <laughs> says that he will pay for the statue's safe return in the newly legal in New Jersey recreational marijuana uh, he said they're not going to get four or $500 for it if they go to the recycle place. So if you've got to give them more, uh, two ounces of weed is what he said he'll offer up. He's a true hero. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, yeah, they're looking to find out who, who stole that thing because that's not cool. I'm surprised there's no video footage. You know, it's a big yeah. statue in, and, you know, in a public place. And there are cameras everywhere yeah. these days. You would think that there would be something out front. Yeah. All right. And then finally, we will end with this one. A young moose. That was on the loose for weeks has finally been caught. Uh, the New a York- moose? Yeah, believe it or not, a moose. Why don't you forget the moose for a moment? It's the only reason I bring the story up. Uh-huh. Uh, the New York State Department of Environmental Conservation confirmed the female young cow moose was detained in a Facebook post. Uh, the moose had originally gotten stuck in a horse paddock before it jumped over the fence, and it then continued following the Mohawk River for five days. I have to admit it, I'm lost. And kept heading. <laughs> I ended up in a horse paddock. Uh, the young moose eventually found herself inside a shaded, fenced-in backyard in mm. Schenectady. Schenectady. Is this Schenectady? Yeah. I'm sorry. All that stuff is weird. <laughs> They're all Iroquois names. Schenectady. Mm-hmm. And uh, authorities darted and moved the 500-pound animal, so they had to they had to sedate it. Absolutely, uh, the moose was uh, released back into the wilds. Got in touch with myself. Uh, they had to be released back into the wilds of the Southern Adirondacks of New York. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, so they got you right back to your home. Congratulations. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And that is all I have in the bizarre file for I you. I need you to stop talking. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Bill gets very he upset. He doesn't like moose. No. Uh-huh. Moose, is... moose and soup. Why don't you yeah. forget the moose? You for a moment. Moose. Wait, there's a moose in my soup. Moose and soup. <laughs> That's an album name. <laughs> moose and soup. Yeah. Or, or moose soup. Just in just moose soup. <laughs> I see the moose and I eat my soup. That could be actually a band name. Instead of dog and butterfly. Moose soup. And I'm writing that down. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. When we get back, let's see how you do with today's lesson question. And paying attention, we'll ask it when we return, as well as trash and music news. Stay there. We'll be right back. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes? You guessed it. Weekly. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's 
IHStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, it's a week from tomorrow. We'll be at Canaan's Fire. Unbelievable. We, we will be uh, one week from today. <laughs> we'll be packing up our stuff and heading down there to spend the night beforehand there. And then to arise and to begin the festivities for uh, what will be our return into the fray. Once more into the breach, Absolutely. dear friend. And we will, we're will we coming back strong. Yep. And uh, we hope you're going to be a part of that. All the details that you need to know at WMMR.com. So uh, take a look, why don't you? In the meantime, we're going to give something away. We have a lesson question and we have a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. We can answer this question. What is the name of Kathy Romano's new fashion line? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. All right, Kathy's got a, a new fashion line that is coming out. What is the name of it? We uttered that shortly before 7 o'clock this morning. And if you were with us then, then we need to hear from you now. 215-263-WMMR. We shall do the trash while you are picking up the phone and calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Coors Light and the Preston and Steve Show. Headed back to Canaan's. We were just talking about that. North Wildwood next Friday, May 27th to officially open the Jersey Shore. Be there starting at 6 a.m. It's brought to you by Coors Light and Made to Chill. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Khloe Kardashian claiming she felt like a new person as she promoted Hulu's The Kardashian series to the press in New York City. Chloe says it's the energy of the new series combined with butt breast and face implants. <laughs> <laughs> British TikTok star Soph Zalofs, that's her name, had to have a sex toy surgically removed after it got stuck in her rectum. Soph says somehow the press found out about the incident after she told them. Oh, <laughs> a, Fond du Lac, oh a Fond du Lac, Wisconsin man hitting a milestone this week, having had a Big Mac every day for 50 years. Amazingly, 68-year-old Don Gorski, yes, Gorski, is somewhat depressed about the attention, noting that he could have gotten exactly the same press if he had just stuck a Big Mac up his ass. Ah. <laughs> wow. Okay, uh, we'll see if we know the answer to this question. What is the name of Kathy Romano's new fashion line, 215-263-WMMR, is the number. And we're going to go to Larry to try and get an answer. Hey, Larry, good morning. Grandma. Hi, Grandma. All right, Larry, what's the name of Cassie, Kathy's new fashion line? It is the Almighty Yucky. Yucky. Yeah. Ooh, yucky. Ooh, yucky. Yeah, hang on, Larry. You just got yourself a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. Spring into seasonal specials at Bonefish hey, Grill. And you can enjoy jumbo shrimp skewers prepared in a light citrus herb marinade or the Rockefeller Butterfish. All to be paired with a refreshing strawberry citrus martini. And you can visit bonefishgrill.com to reserve your table today. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Sequoia Outback, celebrating 25 years, making backyards beautiful all over the Delaware Valley. So stop in for their annual Memorial Day sale, which is going on now. Route 309 in Hatfield or DeckSupplies.com. Uh, I want to lead music news with a little note about the MMRBQ. If you're planning on taking the Riverlink Ferry from Penn's Landing, not operating this particular weekend. Bummer. So just wanted to make sure that you were aware of that. So if those were your plans as far as parking at Penn's Landing and taking the uh, Riverlink over, it's not going to be available this weekend. So come over and join us in the parking lot. 
Pearl Jam was forced to cancel the final two shows of its spring tour after bassist Jeff Ahmet tested positive for COVID. A band announced via social media that they are issuing refunds for the concerts, which were originally set for May 18th at Sacramento, California's Golden One Center and May 20th at Las Vegas' MGM Grand Garden Arena. Uh, Matt Cameron missed his first shows with the band in 24 years this past May 12th after testing positive for COVID, and uh, now we've got Jeff. Uh, the band released a statement saying, well, the band battled through the Oakland uh, shows after Matt Cameron tested positive for COVID and Fresno, where Ed and the band got through it to help with the help of Dave Cruzen as special guest drummer. Uh, they now have to present the heartbreaking news uh, that this morning uh, bassist Jeff Ahmet has tested positive for COVID. This is horrible for everybody involved. And we're especially sorry to those out there who have made plans to attend these shows. Our attention to staying inside the bubble had been constant. Uh, We've truly done all that we could have to remain clear of infection. Uh, Regretfully, uh, the Sacramento and Las Vegas shows were canceled, but they are offering the ticket refund. So too bad that they have to do that. Anthrax member Scott Ian confirmed that the band is working on a new album, which will likely be released Sometime next year, he said, uh, I'd like to think that uh, uh, I like to think that this uh, U.S. run with Black Label is going to do pretty well. And maybe we'll get to do a second run of those dates at some point early next year. And then I'm sure uh, next year at some point there should be a record, depending on when we get in studio. And it'll all be starting to ramp up again. I'm still fingers crossed. It all doesn't just get thrown in the garbage, but I'm being very optimistic that things are moving forward and we can go back to work. They always plug along. Yeah. Uh, always active. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And then, finally, I am going to mention this. WMMR presents what's called a Bam Bam Jam. Ah. With Cinderella's Tom Keeper, L.A. Guns, and Faster Pussycat. It is hosted by Jackie Bam Bam. Bam this Bam Bonino. Sh- yeah. Bam. This show will be Saturday, June 4th, and it's at the Keswick Theater in Glenside. Cool. And tickets are on sale now, WMMR.com, for complete details. And Jackie will have your chance to win your way in, so make sure you check them out during the evening here on MMR for your chance to grab tickets. So, again, it's uh, the Bam Bam Jam with Cinderella's Tom Kiefer, L.A. Guns, and Faster Pussycat, June 4th at the Keswick Theater in Glenside. That's it. That's what I got news news for you. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Wrap up the program. Letter of the day, word of the week prize being given away tomorrow. You can't miss the letter. You're this far. You can't miss it. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, flip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. On our Thursday morning, as we are coming to the end of our program today, thank you to everybody who participated. I want to congratulate again, Miss Sharon, or I'm sorry, Sarah Mickle, uh, who's a music teacher at Pittman High School. And uh, the kids are named her the coolest teacher of the year. Yes, very excited. Preston and Steve, coolest teacher of the year coffee mug. Next is Sterling High School in Summerdale, New Jersey. You guys get to vote until tomorrow morning. 
uh, by 6 a.m. We'll cut it off, and then we will tally the votes and award that school a cool teacher, too. So uh, text word teacher to 39333, and we will send you the voting link. Uh, other than that, appreciate all the phone calls today. We need to do the letter of the day for the word of the week prize, so let's do that right now. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter M. As in M-M-R-B-Q. All right, and we are going to give away tomorrow's stock car racing experience. Ten-mile drive for you and a six-lap ride-along for your guest at Pocono Raceway. You can get behind the wheel of a 600-horsepower stock car courtesy of Dodge Chrysler Jeep City. Shop South Jersey's best Memorial Day sales event at DodgeChryslerJeepCity.com. New Wranglers, Grand Cherokees, Challengers, and Ram trucks, all priced to go, plus three years of no-charge maintenance. That's DodgeChryslerJeepCity.com. We're headed to a Friday. In fact, it's officially Friday now, so congratulations there. You made it. Um, And I want to thank our sponsors on the program. Sponsored today is Acme Markets uh, from City to Shore. Acme has everything that you need to prep for this summer season. Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. All right, tomorrow is going to be guest heavy, and we got some good ones for you. We have uh, Pauly Shore. Yes. He's going to be in the studio. Uh, comedian uh, Brendan Schaub will be here. Yes. And we'll also get an appearance by Piff the Magic Dragon. Oh, my God. Uh, Piff has been here before. He wears his dragon suit, and uh, he's great. He's a comedian and a, and a magician all rolled into one. So it's like a comedian palooza. He brought his dog last time, too. He did. Yeah. Yeah. like a little bitty, like a tiny donkey yeah, like or something like yeah. that. Yeah, so... Uh, he'll be in with us tomorrow as well as everybody else. Make sure you hang. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. And enjoy the sounds of the Pierre Robert experience next. We'll be. We'll see you later. Preston and Steve on 93.3. 93.3. WMMR. Bing, <laughs>